0: Hi, I'm Ray. My pronouns are he, him for today. And you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is going to be a playtest of Live, Love, Die, which is a mecha RPG that is inspired by Powered by the Apocalypse uh, that I am, or rather uses rules from Powered by the Apocalypse that uh, I am currently writing and working on and hoping to get a uh, playable draft done by. The end of October, so I can take it with me to PAX. Um, uh, I'm just going to have our players introduce themselves now, starting with Ryan. Um,
1: hi, everybody. I am Ryan. Uh, my pronouns are also he, him. Um, and you may know me from Ragnarok, um, where I am a player, sometimes GM.
0: Excellent. Uh,
2: and I am Alex. Uh, I am also he, him, and I am also from Ragnarok. Excellent. Ryan also sometimes gm
0: <laughs> Yes, and sometimes you come and you play games here. Oh, and Ryan, what's GM'd a game for us? A campaign. It, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it did. It was a good game. Uh, if you want to check that out, go look up our Gods and Monsters game. Uh, so, uh, before we get into the playtest of this game, um, I want to talk about safety tools. Now, this is something that we discussed adding in uh, on. Um, on Questmarkers, which is our Patreon-only podcast where we talk about developments with the podcast and things we're looking to include. Um, We've started using safety tools in the player-focused arena of our games for a little while now. It's particularly played prominent uh, in our uh, playthrough of Blades in the Dark. Uh, About halfway through, we started using the X-Cut. So I'm just going to talk about our, our, our safety tools now um so we do our best to ensure that our players have a safe enjoyable time on our show and a lot of that comes from our discussions that happen before we even start recording Uh, we also use the x card rule during play as a way to help communicate at the table the x card rule is an optional rule that can be included in any game uh we have placed a card in the middle of our play space or in the case of this online game we're going to be using um x's in chat and also saying x uh over audio, uh, just because we don't have a virtual tabletop for this game. Uh, if anything makes anyone uncomfortable in any way, they can, ex- they can uh, activate the X card. They can press X in chat or say X card. Um, and they do not have to explain why they're using the X card. It doesn't really matter why they're using it. Uh, whenever they do use it, we'll simply move on from that X carded thing. Um, if there's ever an issue, anyone can call for a break and we can talk privately about what that issue is. Uh, you can also feel free to message me privately if there's anything that is making you uncomfortable in the game um, and we can, can work out that. Uh, we also want you, the listener, to feel safe. So if anything we do makes you uncomfortable, you have our explicit permission to stop listening. Uh, you can always come back later if you want to, but take a moment for, to make sure that you're safe. If you want to talk to me about what uh, what it was that made you uncomfortable, please leave a comment or you can message me privately at here at gmail.com and I will respond promptly and with sensitivity. Uh, so, without further ado though, I think we're going to get into play. Uh, so, a I think I'll do a brief explanation of what Live, Love, Die is. Uh, so, it, Live, Love, Die is a mecha romance RPG that explores the emotional bonds formed between mech pilots and their AI support module. Uh, it also explores uh, wicked neat mecha, <laughs> because uh, I like mecha, and I like mecha narrative. Uh, I've pulled a lot of inspiration for this game from uh, my recent rewatches of uh, Gundam 00 and Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, as well as Aldnoah Zero a little bit, although not as much. Uh, also, um, I very much love the game Titanfall 2, uh, and uh there's also a fair bit of inspiration in this game from terminator 2 uh the best terminator movie uh and and a few and and lots of other inspiration obviously i'm pulling inspiration from everything i've ever <laughs> concede uh, ever seen when i write a game uh but those in particular uh stand out uh within the game uh so uh this is a powered by the apocalypse game so whenever we uh when it, We're always going to be describing what our characters are doing first uh, and describing what we're hoping to achieve and things like that and hopefully describing what that looks like. And then if it calls for a move, if it, if it lines up with one of the moves that I've already written, then we will uh, execute that move. Um, in this game, the facilitator, that would be me, is referred to as tactical. Um, so when it says ask tactical, that is ask you will be asking me, or if it says tactical chooses, that would be me. Uh, our pilots will be role playing, at, or our players rather will be role playing as two characters each. Um, so you'll be playing uh, your pilot, and the and then the person to your left will be playing your AI. The AI doesn't have a lot of mechanical interactions, but they do have a lot of role-playing significance. Um, There's actually a table on page one and two that lists the agendas for the pilots, the AIs, and tactical. Um, So uh, we might just read through those now. Um, So, Alex, if you could read out the pilot agendas for me.
2: Sure. So the pilot agendas are to take on the odds, teach your AI your ways, Fight for what you believe in. Be an active member, uh, particip- uh, Be an active member or or participant of the story. I think that should uh, ask- be
0: and and, and oh, uh, that makes more sense. So let's 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 <laughs> fix that typo.
2: Uh, ask your AI for help and help your team.
0: And Ryan, would you like to please read me out the AI agendas? Certainly. So the
1: AI agendas are to help your pilot reach their goals, to discover what being alive means for you. To ask your pilot for help, to reach out to other AIs, and to ask the pilot to fulfill your desires.
0: Yeah, excellent. And then we have Tactical's agendas. So Tactical, being me, has the agendas of be a fan of their story, uh, meaning the the pilot's and AI's story. Um, give them new challenges to overcome. Uh, remind them why they fight. Take Synergy from them, and Synergy is a resource and Stat That we'll discuss a little bit in a second. Uh, Provide them with new weapons, complicate their lives, and give them interesting rivals. Uh, And then we also have inflict harm and conditions. Um, We'll explain what harm and conditions are in a little while, but harm is... uh, in, In more depth in a little while, but harm is basically hit points from other RPGs. Uh, and conditions are modifiers to the pilot's emotional state or the mech's functionality uh, that limit it, limit its abilities to act. Um, so, uh, that's that's pretty good stuff. So, before we actually begin play, there are some setting questions. And some of these are not finished yet, so we'll see how we go um where are they here we go certain questions so we might have to add some more to these but we'll see how we go does anyone have any questions so far nope no sounds good excellent so my first question is are you soldiers or mercenaries do you fight for sport or glory do you fight out of necessity or are you forced to fight are you bandits or pirates so those are all actually the one question we're trying to define uh we're trying to define what kind of narrative we're going for here. So are you, are you soldiers? And if you are soldiers, are you mercenaries uh, or are you gladiators? Because those are tend to be the two main um, to tend to be the two main uh, types of Mecca um, narratives. Uh, either you're either it's Robo jocks or it's, <laughs> or it's Gundam. Yeah. Um, um it, I mean, it, I'm or or rather or rather either it's either it's Gundam double O or it's Gundam Build Fighters.
2: G Gundam was another uh weird arena one.
0: Yes, yes.
2: The true power was love.
0: <laughs> I mean that fits with this game at the very least.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean I'm I'm good with soldiers. I don't know about you, Ryan.
0: Um yeah, that sounds fine to me. Cool. So, are you soldiers in a military, or are you soldiers for a private company? Are you soldiers for a mercenary organization? Are you soldiers? Are you soldiers in a pirate band? Um, uh, are you soldiers of fortune?
2: What do you think, Ryan?
1: I I do kind of like the idea of um, a private company that hires out mecha mercenaries.
2: Yeah.
0: Sure. So you're the bad guys in Titanfall. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're playing as bad guys though. It just means that you're from a mecha mercenary organization. So we'll we'll probably explore what that is in play, but I am um, I'm interested in knowing uh do, do what a, what 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 do you think most of the people, most of the mecha pilots in your organization fight for? Uh, do you think they're primarily motivated by money or are they primarily motivated by glory or a love of combat? Oof. Are they in it for the love of the game? Hmm.
2: How how psychotic is our unit, Raya?
1: I mean I don't know if we want to go too psychotic maybe maybe some of us are in it for the money some of us are in it for the for the pure adrenaline thrill of you know strapping yourself to a to a robot and, and, and punching things or firing missiles at things
0: in the um, recruitment posters for your mercenary organization that they have in bars and stuff near salt, near like uh, marine camps um, does it does it highlight the glory of combat, the money you can earn, the freedom uh, that uh, that a soldier of fortune is afforded, uh, or does, or does it sell you on traveling to exotic places?
2: I think I think it goes for the freedom.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Nothing nothing is more like alluring than the ability, you know, to strap yourself into a robot and. Uh, do whatever and, you like, basically. And,
0: and make and make fate for yourself to exactly. quote Terminator 2. Or <laughs> we'll paraphrase. No fate but what we make what we in make. our giant mechs. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, so I think that's pretty satisfactory answers. Satisfactorily. Satisfyingly? Satisfyingly. Answers the first question. And it just occurred to me that I should probably get out a notepad. Uh and start taking notes um, about the game, not about the playtest, because playtest notes will go straight into the document. Um, and I want a pen. Do I have a pen here? I only have textures and pencils. I guess I'm using a pencil. So soldiers, or rather mercenaries. Let's write mercenaries, because that'll be easier. Mercenaries. Cool. Uh, and and uh, freedom. Cool. So the next question is: Are you low ranked or high ranked? Are you fighting aces or grunts? Are you outside the command structure altogether? I don't think we need to worry about outside the command structure altogether because you're mercenaries and you've yeah. just said that you are that your organisation hires you out to other companies and things. Um, so are you low ranked, high ranked? Um, I think will be how we begin.
1: Um. I like the idea of us being low-ranked. We're like the, the janitors of geopolitics.
0: Wow, nice.
2: <laughs> we get sent like in to clean up shitty situations.
0: Yeah, I like right. that. All right, boys, you're off to Sri Lanka. Um, cool. So you're, you're low-ranked. Do you think that your characters are known fighter aces, or are you relatively new to being mecha pilots? Um... And we can we can split the difference here if you're interested in exploring that that um, pilot dynamic, like one of you might be an ace and one of you might be a grunt. Maybe your mercenary company does apprenticeships.
2: I was feeling like my character isn't necessarily an ace, but he's experienced. Sure. So, like, he's been doing this for years, uh, yeah. but he's not. He's not like an ace. He's not like no one's talking about how great he was. You know, he. He survives.
0: Yeah, you are a survivor through and through, but that's that's about it.
1: The company's yeah. not uh, not selling little models of your mecha.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So we've got. I've put down that Alex's experience. Ryan, what are you thinking? Um, in that case, I I do
1: like that that other um, the opposite dynamic of maybe maybe I'm a rookie. Sure. Um, and I've been I've been partnered up with Aiko's character because. You know he's he's been in it for years. Show you the ropes.
0: Yeah, that should be. I think that will very nicely detail a lot of what this first session will end up being. Then, uh, so I think that works pretty good. Um, I think the next question would be: um, Are we on Earth in some far future, or are we are we on some <laughs> other planet and I think I have a few other questions that'll come off of your answers to that.
2: Um, alien planet or Earth? I'm thinking alien planet.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, I, I think it could get real dark if we're if we're going with Earth. So let's uh, let's abstract <laughs> that a bit.
0: Sure. So we're on an exoplanet uh, now. You said alien planet. Do you envision that there are aliens? Do they have a civilization? Um. Or is it? Or, or is that not the kind of game we're going for?
2: Um, maybe not this one.
0: Look, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I definitely envision that you can play this game as Voltron without forming into a giant robot. Like yeah. you could definitely play as we're the Voltrons, but they're just are we're, we're the Voltron paladins, but we're just the lions. <laughs> like you don't turn into one combiner machine. Right. Um, so, that is, that is why that is an important question. So, we're on an exoplanet. There are, there's, there's no indigenous species. Well, there's probably, like, alien things, but there's not, like, a civilization. There's animals, There, There's no yeah. no advanced alien stuff. civ. Cool. Um, so, is humanity spread out through the stars, or is this just the, the only other habitable planet we've found so far? Is it this and Earth, or this and the solar system?
2: Uh, Ryan, you you pick. Um
1: maybe they've got like jump gates of some kind. Um mm-hmm. so that way we can we can always take things off planet if if we get hired out to someone, you know, halfway across the galaxy on a different world. Maybe sure. maybe that way we can um
0: do some sweet bring, fl- flight maneuvers.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say uh if you want to it's a one-off bring aliens in it. That way it's not like a it's not like a constant thing where. Uh, oh, we, I, th- f- I
0: think for I think for our little mini campaign, we'll ju- will have no aliens. Okay. Um, seeing as we've detailed that, but yeah, so there, there's jump gates, which implies technology that does that. So jump gates.
2: It's not the stargate It's a far, far gate. gate.
0: God, I love your freaking white hole fiasco. It's so good. <laughs> so there's jump gates, and um, humanity is spread. Uh, out amongst the stars?
1: Yeah, yeah there's it's been it's a diaspora.
0: Yeah. Spread to the stars. Cool. Um and um is this new world still a frontier or with with like maybe one city or something on it or is it or is it similarly developed to Earth?
2: mm I think it's uh frontier
0: cool yeah I like that excellent um, in that case we need a name for this frontier planet and I'm just gonna say that it is as as environmentally diverse as Earth
2: yeah hmm well let's see. uh what sort of naming convention would we want to take Ryan like naming naming. Planets after historical figures.
0: Welcome to Planet Nelson. <laughs>
2: um.
1: um, we could uh, we could steal a page from Firefly and, and pick a Shakespearean character. Um, oh, yeah,
0: that could be a fun time. Macbeth. <laughs> Well you've
2: cursed the AP now, so Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no.
0: Um I mean I don't mind.
2: <laughs> was it McDuff is the one that defeats MacDuff?
0: Yeah, we could call it yeah. Macduff. Um I'd say we could call it New Caledonia, but New Caledonia is a place on Earth. <laughs> so.
2: New New Caledonia.
0: <laughs> new New Caledonia.
2: Um we could I was just playing Elite Dangerous and there's a star system named Mike.
0: Nice. <laughs> Where's the star system name, Oscar?
2: <laughs> um, how about Oscara?
0: Oscara? Sure, that could be cool. Okay. I mean, I'm cool it with might be, I have an interesting thing, and I think this is pulled from the war- miniatures skirmish game Infinity, but it could be that this world has two names. It could be Oscara and Macduff, because there's two like nations fighting over this planet.
2: I like it. Two different two. groups have claimed it, and gave it two different names. And then,
0: like, you immediately know where people fall politically by what they call the planet. If they
2: I
1: call like it,
0: it Oscaro or Macduff. Yeah, I like it. Oscaro? Or Macduff. Sweet. Can't wait for these Scottish, Spanish, ethnic um, <laughs> people. And then, like, whatever the f- fuck the Oscaros are. Yeah. It'll be fun time. Cool. I think that that's probably enough setting material. I think, it, seeing as it's a frontier world, it's going to be pretty clear that what you what people will be hiring you. Um, probably people trying to secure their claims and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that your your mercenaries are outside of the Oscoro McDuff. Um, Conflict, as in they don't pick sides in that war. So, like, one week you might be fighting for the Oscaros, Os, o, Oscarians and the next week you might be fighting on the side of Clan Macduff.
2: Yeah, whichever one's paying more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like be, that. That'll be cool. All right, excellent. So now we actually roll into the character creation part of this. So to begin with... I've got to scroll all the way back up. Now, some of this isn't quite organized properly, so we might have to jump around Uh, but uh, we'll just have to do our best. Uh, To begin with, um, you detail the relationship between yourself and your AI. Um, So uh, that could be that your lovers, you and your AI might be in love. Uh, It could be that you have a uh, parent-child relationship um, in either direction. So,
2: I, I have a question. When mm-hmm. I was reading the rules before, I wasn't quite sure. Yes. So, the, is the AI, like, in our head, or is it installed in the mech?
0: The AI in, is installed in the mech. So, that's something I'll need to clarify.
2: So, so like, we can we talk to them outside of that, or only when um, we're in our mech?
0: It, that will fall under a uh, part of detailing your look. There's a part where you define how your AI communicates with you.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so...
2: But it, it lives in the mech. It's not like it, it's, Halo it's, where it ex- lives in
0: a chip yeah. in your head. Or it's something. processes uh, within the mech. Okay. Um, um. It can, be. It can, in emergencies, remove itself, like by downloading off-site. Um, that is part of the death move for the mech. Yeah, so... Uh, um, but it is important to note that the AI's consciousness lives in the mech, but it, it, the AI is not necessarily the mech um it, might, it, it you can view it as it's your co-pilot um, but it but the ai your ai might feel that the mech is its body
2: right um, but you could like theoretically in base safely uninstall the ai from one mech and put in it in another one
0: yeah you could totally change chassis if that became yeah. a thing uh, okay you wouldn't you wouldn't really change you wouldn't actually. There wouldn't be like a role for that, um, because you'd still be using like it'd be the same mech on paper, right? Yeah. Um, and, but you could definitely definitely tell that narrative of transferring it to a different mech body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we detail uh, the relationship, and we'll probably also want to explore how long you and your AI have been together. Um, for I think it might be interesting to start with Ryan. Um, just because Ryan is going to have an interesting dynamic being a new recruit.
1: Okay. Um,
2: So what hmm. kind
0: of relationship are you thinking might be interesting to play with ACOS uh, for your pilot and your AI?
2: All right, I'm his AI and he's my AI, right? Yes.
0: Because we have two players, um, you will be playing each other's AI, um, it is normally the player to your left plays your AI, but we have two players, so it's you're both to each other's left for narrative purpose, for mechanical purpose rather. Yep. Mm,
1: um. I I do I do kind of like the um. What if What if we were like since since you're going for the grizzled veteran? Um. I'm I'm just at the beginning of like a, a flirtation with my AI, like we're we're young lovers. It's new, it's fresh, and uh, we're we're
0: passionately into each other. Sure. So you and your mech are crushing on each other. Basically. Nice. I like that. So okay. just uh, I would uh, Ryan, you might want to make note of that on your character sheet. And Alex, you might want to. It occurs to me that when I make the character sheets for this, I'm going to need a place for. It's going to need. I think it's going to need to be a place to record. Information about your mech, but also information about the rather about your AI, but also information about the AI you're role playing as. Yeah, um, so that's that's something I'll have to uh, think of just so that someone can remember what they're doing. <laughs>
2: uh, is it a male or female voice, Ryan? Or, I guess um, identify, or, or, or other. Yeah, or, or other. Else.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I think my character is a woman. I think maybe my AI hasn't decided.
0: Sure. So um, that means, yeah. So we'll get to record the name of your AI and record the pronouns of your AI. Um, so, in a, in oh, a little sorry, bit. I was jumping ahead. No, sorry. no, no, that's fine. It's perfectly all right to jump ahead. I'm just saying that um, they will. I I will remind you at that section that uh, Alex has chosen uh, that Ryan has chosen. Um, right. Uh they, them pronouns for their AI or or some other pronoun set? Right. Okay. They,
1: they, them is fine, I, you know, yeah. for
0: now. Cool. Sweet. So we've detailed our relationship. Now we give our pilots a name and record their pronouns. I don't have examples for pilot names yet. And the pilot oh, which I give
2: Ryan my, my AI?
0: Uh, yes. Sorry, or I forgot can... to do... Yes, we've got to detail okay. Alex's relationship with his AI. So what are you thinking?
2: So I was thinking more because uh, my character's been at this longer that his relationship with his ai is sort of like um like an older married couple I like see. like they they obviously they care for each other but it's not it's more um it's not it's not like romantic necessarily it's like his like hey. his, his ai is always reminding him like you know you have to you know make sure you go to sleep don't drink too much cuz you're going to be hung over tomorrow yeah like, doting's no. the wrong word but like
0: yeah, Watching I think – yeah, I think – I, I I. don't know if we can distill that down into one word, so I would just say old married couple. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps with perhaps with a plus sign next to it to denote that it's a positive old married couple relationship yes. as opposed yeah. to a negative old married couple relationship.
2: Like, they, they've just – they've been at this so long that it's – like, they, they know each other so well that it's more like making sure that the other one's doing what they're supposed to. Instead of getting to know them because they already know the other one. Yeah, yeah, cool. Cool.
0: that'll be interesting to explore as well. So now we move on to give your pilot a name and record their pronouns. So, what names are we thinking?
2: Hmm. Um, are these like call sign names or like no.
0: actual? Names? So you have a call. They can be your name and maybe a nickname, um, but your call sign for your mech is then is chosen by you and the AI together because it refers to you as a fighting unit. No one. When, when, when Tactical or Command or HQ or your clients or whatever are talking to you, they will refer to you as a combined uh, unit. Gotcha. So they, will, they won't say, um, um, we need to send Ethan and, and Victoria to the left flank and we'll send um, Kaiser and Force Multiplier to the right flank. They'll say, we need to send um, Goth Girlfriend down the right flank and we're going to send um, brute force <laughs> up the middle, right? They'll refer to you by your... Uh, yeah, they'll refer... Your call sign refers to your mech. Uh, in the same way that if somebody was contacting, like, a bomber, they'd refer to the bomber's call sign as opposed to the individual pilot's or a tank. Right. Um, so, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, my, my pilot is named Tessa Albrend.
0: Tessa Albrend is a very Code Geass kind of name. Mm. Uh, And your pronouns are she, her, I take it? Yes, she, her.
2: Cool. Uh, I went to a name generator and I got two
0: good ones. Combine them into one really long name.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Alistair Calderon.
0: Alistair Calderon? Yeah. (laughs) And your pronouns?
2: Uh, He, him.
0: Excellent. This should be good. Uh, so now we give our AIs a name. So that you would be giving um, the AI that you're role playing a name.
2: Uh, and Ryan, you said your AI doesn't have a gender yet or hasn't picked a gender?
0: Uh, no. They
1: are yes. they are fresh out the assembly line.
0: They are still exploring gender and how it relates to them. So I think Ryan said they got
2: gonna... conscious 2 years ago. I haven't figured out gen 2 days ago. I haven't figured out gender yet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that's actually worth asking a question about. Ryan, how long do you think that – actually, I need to make uh, write down your character names. Can you drop your character names in the, um, in the chat for me?
1: Sure. I don't know, actually, if I can access the chat because I'm in um, Hangouts on my iPad.
0: Okay, I'm, sure. I'm sure. Um, so what, is, what was your name, Ryan?
1: Um, it is Tessa Albrand, uh, Albrendt, A-L-B-R-E-N-D-T.
0: A L B R E N?
1: R E N D T.
0: D T. Ryan is Tessa. And Alex, you were. You probably dropped yours in the chat. For yeah, me. that's in the chat. A L I S T A I R. So, uh, yeah. Uh, how long has Tessa and their AI been together? Did you go through basic? Um, or whatever the training was to join this force did you literally meet a couple of days ago? Um, what do you think is the most interesting to you
1: um, I like the idea of us having gone through basic like maybe like a ten week training yeah uh, and now i 'm on assignment with uh, calderon as as my uh, my apprentice buddy or or, or um, your, apprentice your ma- yeah your master yeah.
0: in this context right um uh, Michael suggests that the relationship tag for Alistar and their mech should be nagging
2: I, that's what, I don't feel it's not I don't feel like it's nagging it's because hmm. like, nagging seems negative like, yeah
0: fair enough a, originally, on, like, I, a positive mooded nagging, but right
2: like that's why originally I was thinking doting, but that seems too one-sided like yeah, yeah. You know, like the AI is just always like following him around and making sure he's okay. Yeah. Um, well, I the, if like, I come are, up with a good word for it, are
1: you like a sitcom husband where you're like constantly forgetting everything and and screwing up, and they have to? No, it's uh... it's,
2: it's more like Alistair is uh, he he doesn't want to be here anymore, but like he's signed for x number of years, so he he's like counting down the days until he's done.
0: And she but... and you and whatever your AI is, they're just trying to get you through it.
2: Yeah, but it's like she's also trying to help him stay a little positive. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: And not just.
0: I think uh, supportive yeah. might work because yeah, it sounds like you're both supportive of each other. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I think it's supportive. Um. So what are we thinking of as a name for um Tessa's met ma- for Tessa's I'm, AI?
2: Uh, I'm thinking uh, something neutral, like maybe uh, Morgan.
0: Morgan. Sure. That could be. And if you want to type that out in chat with all of the leet-speak le- characters you want in your, in your AI's name...
2: According to this list of popular unisex baby names, apparently Spencer is a Ugh. unisex name, which... I'm not into that doesn't, for an AI. That doesn't, that doesn't sound Spencer
0: right. sounds no. like the kind of AI that would strangle you in your sleep. Sorry, Spencer.
2: <laughs> I can't let you do that, Tessa.
1: No, Spencer, No! <laughs> Spencer, enough about the s'mores. <laughs> Open the mech
0: bay doors, Spencer. Open the mech bay doors. Uh so you're going to be or Morgan? well, I'll, I'll, Ryan, uh, uh,
2: Morgan or Zephyr.
0: <sighs> Ooh, I like Zephyr. Zephyr's Zephyr sounds like
2: good a
1: guy I know. Mostly because I I won't be able to hear Morgan without thinking about my dog.
2: Oh yeah, okay.
0: Uh, so Ryan's as
2: AI is
0: Zephyr. Zephyr. Um, and what are you thinking uh, of for the AI that you're going to be playing, Ryan? Which will be Alex's AI. Hmm. Um.
1: What? What is? Uh, what is your AI's gender?
2: Uh, she. Uh, she thinks female. Okay. She, so she, she, she rolls with female. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Um, I could also go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Shakespearean again and go with Reagan.
0: Reagan. Uh, How do I spell that?
2: R e a g a n.
0: R e yep. g a n.
2: R e a g a n.
0: R e a g a n.
2: <sighs> didn't Didn't she kill her dad?
0: And Reagan's pronouns are she/her. She/her.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that about a lot of Shakespearean characters.
0: Didn't I, blank, I, I, blank. You might have named them yeah. earlier, like in your relationship when you had a rivalry with your AI.
2: <laughs> we got off to a rocky start.
0: Yeah, cool. If, um, if
1: I'm remembering the plot of Lear correctly, she exiled him. I don't. I, maybe she tried.
0: Oh yeah, and killed. Him. Exiled. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Um. So next we go. To call sign. So we've got to pick a call sign for our mechs. Actually, I think I'm going to move, make a call sign for your mech to the last thing you do after you've made your mech, because once you know what modules you're going to have, it's going to be easier to think of um, mm, what you will be doing. So next, we pick a demeanor for your mech, uh, for, for your pilot, and a demeanor for the AI that you're playing. Um, so the pilot demeanors are, for those at home, because these actually have a list, uh, the pilot demeanors are. Hot-headed, edgy, flirty, rambunctious, zealous, cocky, uncaring, shy, obsessive, stoic, chatty, magical, and old. Um, so those demeanors do—they don't have specific mechanical benefits, but they come from that list um, for a for, for somewhat of a reason. Um, but they um, they can't. There are things you can do to change your demeanor later on. Um, But for the most part, um, these indicate how you, the overall kind of personality of your pilot. So if you're flirty, you're probably flirty with everyone, not just your mech. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean you date or want to become romantically or sexually involved with everyone. It just means that you have a flirty personality. Um, So, yeah, these kind of describe your personality and... You can your your demeanors change when you have a brush with death and survive. Um, your demeanors uh, your demeanors will shift uh, to something else. Um, so uh, I will start by picking our pilot demeanors.
2: Oh, I already went with old. That seems. Uh, yeah, you're old.
0: Yeah. The demeanour is old and cruddy. Um <laughs> I think I'm going to go with cocky. You're cocky. Nice. So now we pick our – so record that, and now we pick our AI demeanors. So the AI demeanors are protective, paternal, innocent, aggressive, calculating, curious, rude, caring, cautious, distant, talkative, divine, and ancient. Um, There's a lot of Cs in in the AI demeanor for some reason. So now
2: um, are we picking the demeanors for our AIs or the ones we're playing?
0: Um, you're picking the, the demeanors for the ones you're playing. I am going to have okay. to try and work out um, some kind of language thing to indicate, some kind of what naming convention to indicate when you're talking about the AI that you role play and the AI that is in your pilot's mech. Right. So um, I'm going to have to work on that. I don't know what I will use for that term, but that is a problem I will need to solve in order for this game to be comprehensible. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, the one that you're playing as. So in your case, your you and the cocky recruit are flirtatious with one another. So what what are you thinking for your demeanor?
2: Um, I'm thinking maybe curious. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were talking about how young they are, like they're fresh off the line. Yeah. Um, they're still trying to figure lots of things out. Mm-hmm. So I think they may be curious.
0: Nice, sweet, cool. Um, and what are you picturing for the for 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 Alistair's, um mechanized wife?
2: I would I would also add just as a note where it says paternal, you probably want to do like paternal slash maternal.
0: Yes, that's a good. Something I nice. I meant to say I meant parental.
2: Oh well, that's yeah, that's even better.
0: So I do need to change par n Tell. There we go. Parental. Yeah, it must have autocorrected to paternal. Yeah, probably.
1: Um, I am going to go with uh, protective.
0: Nice. Okay. I think that will work nicely for their dynamic. Yeah. Cool. So now we pick our pilot's look, um, and if you can think of things to add to this list, by all means, add to them. But, we, but uh, I'm going to read these out for the people listening, and then you guys can just pick as you go. So do that now as we go. Um, so we have options for hair: are uh, wild, modest, glamorous, regal, hidden, spiky, fluffy, tight, colourful, shaved, and there's room to add more. Uh, then we have eyes: determined, wary, naive, smouldering, ferocious, watchful, hopeful, bloody, and cold. Maybe uh, tired eyes. Tired? Uh, weary. I would say weary. Oh, we- I-, I thought
2: you said weary Okay, never mind.
0: No, it's meant Sorry. to be weary. I'm, I'm, no, hey. it,
2: does, it does say weary. I misread cool. it.
0: Cool. Um, then we have body options. So body, you have burly, athletic, slender, curvaceous, scarred, small, fat, toned, mechanical, and alien. I feel like alien is not an option in our game because we have detailed that aliens are not in our game. Right. Um, You are welcome to have mechanical, though, if you want to play a robot piloting a robot.
2: (laughs) Would it have to be our entire body, or could that also go for, like, I have a mechanical arm?
0: Uh, Yes, except that if you have a mechanical arm, then picking mechanical does not detail what the majority of your body looks like true okay so like do you have a mechanical arm and you're small or do you have a mechanical arm and you're burly like feel free to pick multiples of things like you might have colorful shaved hair which is like how Um,
2: (laughs) i dye my scalp
0: yeah feel free to pick multiple um i just feel like you can't pick multiple for eyes i feel like your eyes are predominantly one or one or the other
2: I have two sets of eyes.
0: I mean, if you picked alien, by all means, have your weary (laughs) eyes uh, and your smoldering eyes. My species use these for flirtation. (laughs) Oh, okay. Cool.
2: If you look in those eyes, I will take it as an insult.
0: (laughs) Or we are wet. (laughs) Um. And then we have ethnicity, and I might expand the ethnicity or change some of the wording of these, but I pulled them from masks, which is another Powered by the Apocalypse game. So we have Asian or South Asian, black, Hispanic slash Latino, indigenous, Middle Eastern, white, and then I have put something else, because I am very much aware that that is not an exhaustive list. Um, and I'm not 100% sure how I feel about indigenous. indigenous?
2: I was going to ask what you meant, what, what, what would be indigenous?
0: I'm pretty sure that indigenous in that context means of a First Nations people mm, from yeah, somewhere. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I would say Hawaiian falls under that. But I guess, yeah, Hawaiian would fall under that. But also, like, um, I can't remember the name of the ethnicity at the moment, but the native people of Finland who have that... Reindeer farming tradition? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember them right now. Um, but it would fall under that. And also, the First Nations people of Japan who are almost extinct, um, who I can't remember the name of, um, but are in um, Princess Mononoke. The dude who has the dude who has the cursed arm is one of the one of those people. Um, Then we have your off-duty clothes. Uh, This is also not an exhaustive list yet. Um, Off-duty clothes include flashy, fashionable, confronting, archaic, sexy, floral, and reserved. Um, Then we have our battle clothes, which can be skin-tight, fatigues, armoured, dressy, pristine, bare, old, revolutionary, traditional, and mystical. Um, now, when I picture revolutionary, I'm imagining like, you know, a, a, a somebody from home front, um, or 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 like or like uh, somebody from a freaking uh, so
2: like co- colorful sashes and war paint and
0: yeah 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 like you know uh, somebody from one of the um, anarchist um, the anarchist um, fighting forces that are in um, anti fascist. Armies that are in, uh, in the Middle East and stuff at the moment fighting against um, ISIS and stuff, um, that, would, that kind of a look would also flow into that. But revolutionary could also be like, I've got this weird, high-tech, new form of clothing that no one's seen before. Like, you could interpret it as you see. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, and then once, you go, once you've both picked those for your pilot, we then will define how your AI communicates with you. So have you guys picked your look?
2: I'm almost done.
0: Yeah, same. Um. Um, One of my favorite things about Google Drive and Google Docs is that when somebody is looking at a Google Doc, it will tell you, um, it will display the the viewer as an anonymous and then normally an animal name. (laughs) Um, Currently, we have anonymous elephant, anonymous rhino, anonymous ibix, anonymous lemur, and anonymous axolotl, all viewing the uh, live, love, die... Uh, draft text. What um, was that third one? Uh, the third one is ibex.
2: <gasps> I'm an ibex because that's missing from mine.
0: That's missing from your list. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. The other day, I actually got the first ever mythical creature in that list that I've oh, ever seen. Nice. Yeah. Somebody logged in and the, and it said that they were and it was viewing this document because I've been looking at this document since I fucking wrote it. Um, it. Uh, somebody logged in and it said Anonymous Ifrit.
1: Ooh. Mm.
0: Which yeah. I assume is only a mythical creature. I've never s- heard of anything called a real Ifrit.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so do we have our looks now? Yep, yes. I'm all set. Cool. Ryan, do you want to read out yours while ACOS finishes theirs?
1: Sure. Um, so Tessa Albrent has uh, glamorous hair, determined eyes, a toned body. Um, she is black. Um, she has fashionable off-duty clothes and uh, pristine battle clothes. Nice.
2: All right. And Alistair Calderon. Um, oh, yeah, I just realized I'm going to change that. Uh, he has hidden hair, um, nice. cold eyes, a scarred body. He is Hispanic. Um, he has archaic off-duty clothes uh, and combat fatigues
0: cool so when you say archaic off-duty clothes what do you envision that looks like
2: um, for him I'm picturing uh, since this is ostensibly set in the future mm-hmm. his off-duty clothes are like jeans and a t-shirt uh, from some <laughs> for like for some ancient band that no one's ever heard of
0: I love it uh,
2: like <laughs> like a Yankees hat that's just
0: oh my god so you're like you're like Tom Cruise in that sci-fi movie. Um, I think it's called Oblivion? Oh, God. How God. he yeah. fucking goes and visits the, visits the baseball pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just picturing it like that. You're like, yeah. put on your baseball player cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Cool. So now we define how, how um, our AIs communicates. And I think this is defining how... How the pilots, uh, your the pilot you're playing, how your AI communicates with you. So, Tessa, how does how does Zephyr communicate with you? Um. Uh, and that can be as simple as like they talk into my headset, or it could be uh, we are telepathically linked by neurotic by neuronic implants. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, if you're playing this as, like, magical um, mecha, it could, it could be they, like, psychically project their spirit <laughs> into my mind's eye. Like, you go with whatever works for you.
1: Okay. Um, we'll say that um, Tess, Tess has a, a neural interface, uh, and um, Zephyr communicates through that.
0: That would certainly explain why you have such a tight bond in like a in such a little amount of time. Um, and what about for you, Akos? And that can... Uh, yeah, for Al- Alistair.
2: I'm thinking that uh, Alistair and Reagan have been at this a while. Uh, he doesn't have that fancy neural link tech. Um, he has an older model, so he has, um, he has like, a wrist communicator.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: he essentially has, like, a rugged Apple watch yeah. um, that can, like buzz and it, you know it's got like a two-way communicator on it so if reagan needs him you know he has to like hit the button on his wrist and stare at it to talk back to her
0: yeah cool and obviously that like interfaces with your suit comms when you're in the in yeah it
2: like, it like bluetooth links
0: yeah yeah so, cool yeah. uh awesome so now we move on to making our mechs um, it actually says make your custom weapon first, which I don't know why I did that, because of course you'd make your fucking mech first. What am I talking about? <laughs> uh, so you will need to scroll down, unfortunately, to, and I'm just going to find out what page it is on. Um, uh, I think I'm there. It is on, yeah, you are on the right page, Agos. It I doesn't have numbers. Yeah, it. they do have numbers on the side, Six. actually. Yeah, it's page, it's uh, actually, up. it's actually page seven. On my document.
2: Oh, for the mech. Sorry, I was looking at the weapons. My yes, bad.
0: no, for the mech. Um, yeah, so if you scroll down to, uh, to the mech uh, section, um, I will. You should be able to see the section that I have highlighted. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the first word. So I'm going to read this out for everybody listening at home and also for our players. Um, Your mech is a complex machine of war controlled by a pilot and AI team. The pilot manages the bulk of maneuvering and combat actions, and the AI manages the subsystems, comms, and navigation. It is through synergy that pilot, AI, and mech become one. Your mech has four limbs, a body, and a head. It is fitted with basic sensors and armor. It is hardened against radiation, extreme weather, and has a sealed cockpit. It also has two of the following uh, mech modules. Um, so for those playing at home, the mech modules that our pilots have to choose from are heavy armor. Your harm clock has six spaces rather than four. That should say your mech's uh, harm clock, but here we are. Uh, you, If you take that, you can't take flight-enabled or super-heavy armor, but super-heavy armor isn't in the base set anyway. Uh, flight-enabled. Your mech can fly under its own power. Cannot be taken with heavy armor. Um, that should also say cannot be taken with uh, super-heavy armor, but we'll get to that. Um, Hand-to-hand. Your mech has modifications for fighting hand-to-hand. When you attack while unarmed, use these tags. One harm, hand dangerous. Um, Acceleration gear. Your mech has wheels, skis, or thrusters to help it move faster in open areas. Cannot be used on rough terrain and cannot be taken with uh, super heavy armor. Uh, Mech shield. Your mech carries a shield, plus one when you defend with this shield. Uh, extra limbs. Your mech has extra limbs. <laughs> uh, integrated weapon. Your signature weapon is mounted to your mech. The two are nigh inseparable. Uh, and then we have a repair kit, which lets you fix your your mech or someone else's. And then medical kit, which lets you fix yourself or somebody else. Uh, so those are the buttons th- you can take at base generation, at base character creation, rather. So you can pick up to two. You don't have to pick two. You don't even have to pick one. And so without
1: hand-to-hand, if you're ever disarmed, you you aren't, like, agile enough to fight, or you just don't...
0: No, 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 you can fight. You just can... It's just if you take the deal-harm option in the... Okay. um in the, in the total... Is it total mayhem or time for mayhem? In the time for mayhem move... Um, you you'll be dealing harm as harm 0 okay so you will deal no harm okay. so you can still defend yourself and you can still fight it's just that you can't punch you can't punch hard enough um to to damage their mech without damaging yours or even to deal that much damage to them um yeah
1: uh, in that case, I think I'm going to go with flight-enabled and hand-to-hand.
0: Nice. Good choices. So, the harm I- clock for your mech is four segments. You might want to n- note that next to your mech's uh, mo- other modules.
2: I think, uh, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to do heavy armor and a mech shield.
0: Nice. So, your harm clock is six for your mech? Um. Cool. Uh, now we pick our design, our custom weapons. Now, I'm not... This is the section that I've worked on the least. Um, and I'm not too sure how well it'll work. It's borrowed from other Powered by the Apocalypse customs custom weapons uh, moves. It's in particular borrowed from... Um, I drew a lot of inspiration from Monster of the Week's custom weapons. Because it had the most similar harm dynamic to mine Uh, so first of all I'd say are you making, you get one custom weapon and then one um, mundane weapon or common weapon Um, those uh, those are basically weapons that don't have a a lot of complicated tags and stuff on them and they once they break they're gone pretty much, they are of little consequence, they can deal harm, they just don't deal that much um, but they don't have, like, cool stuff on them. Uh, so I would say we'll go through this. Who wants to go first, and we'll just walk through it?
2: Uh, I'll go first.
0: Sure. Are you making a uh, mech gun or a mech melee weapon?
2: Oh, God. So I'm thinking is this, shotgun. Oh, sorry.
0: I was going to say, is this a sniper shield or is it a, or is it? A... <laughs>
2: No, it's like a get-a-little-closer shield. Nice, so, so you're going to
0: take shotgun. So your base yeah. stat line then is one harm, close, reload, messy, and kinetic. Reload and messy are negative tags. Yeah. Um, uh, so then you can choose two upgrades from that list. For those playing at home, we have semi-automatic, which removes the reload tag. Three-round burst, which adds an extra harm. Uh, automatic, which means your shotgun has area. High Powered, which adds the far tag and removes the small tag, if you have small. Um, large Bore, which remo- which adds harm and adds breach, um, but also adds, uh, but also removes far, removes small, rather. Um, ridiculous Payload adds, adds breach and dangerous, so breach would replace reload, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if it means, I'm pretty sure it, I'm not sure if it means it breaches through walls, or if it means you have to believe, reload it
2: by breach. When I was reading the sprawl yesterday, that's the impression I got that it has to, that like it breaches walls.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm envisioning. So I will just have to make a note for myself that that is what I intend it to be. It's for breaching through walls. Yeah, that would explain why ridiculous payload has breach. Um, um, Snub nosed adds the close tag. Uh, laser conversion makes your gun a beam weapon. Uh, rugged, your weapon can take one more condition. Um, I think th- custom weapons can take two conditions by default. A pilot can take four, and a mech can take four. Um, uh, precise removes the messy tag. Smart scope adds multi-targeting. Um, explosive adds plus one harm, adds area, and also adds the single-use tag to your weapon. Uh, And then you can also take integrated, which you have to have the integrated module to use integrated. Right. Uh, I think
2: I think I'm going to go with... uh, So what does the reload tag do? You have to reload after every...
0: I think the reload tag means you have to reload after every attack or so. Uh, reload as narratively convenient. So for for your shotgun it probably means it's pump action. Mm. So if you took the semi-automatic it means you've got a huge, you can just pull that trigger.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go semi-automatic uh and ridiculous payload.
0: Nice. So add uh you just have to write down you just have to remove the reload tag and add breach and dangerous to your shotgun's tags. Uh oh and yeah. Interesting.
2: Wait, Is no, no, no. I'm so, um what does dangerous do?
0: Dangerous means that it will. It, it is risky to fire it. it. It can cause collateral damage. Is what dangerous
2: okay. means. Uh, no, I meant I meant large bore. I'm oh, going to go with bore. semi-automatic and
0: large bore. Nice. So that'll add breaching and and an extra harm, which is good. Yeah. So yeah, and just so add those on. And so now we will move to Ryan. Uh, what do you envision Tessa fighting with? Uh, a gun or a melee weapon?
1: Um, I'm, I'm looking at the hand weapons. So what I had in mind, I was, I was kind of looking through the list. Mm -hmm. Um, long handle, large blade energy. I want, I want like a laser
0: glaive. You want a laser glaive? Sure. So we're (laughs) going to take the, so, uh, you, when you, when for those playing at home, when you make a custom hand weapon, you choose from one of the two bases. You either have long handle or short handle. Uh, short handle has one harm, reach, and area. Uh, sorry, long, yeah, long handle has one harm, reach, and area. Short handle has one harm and hand. Uh, hand and reach being the Malay uh, fighting ranges. Uh, and then you've chosen blade or large blade? Um, I think I'm going to go with large blade. Large blade is two.
1: Two. Actually, oh, energy okay. is
0: also two, no, Two. I'm
1: sorry. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that. Energy is
0: that also – I'm going to take the asterisk so, off of energy because I don't think it should take two.
1: Okay. Um, in that case, I'll take, I'll take blade and energy.
0: Yeah, cool. Sweet. Sorry,
1: I didn't realize that the energy meant it, it uh, took two – the asterisks.
0: Yes, uh, I think I deleted the asterisks when I was fixing something up earlier. But yes, large blade is – because it gives two harm it's meant to Not be right. yeah it takes up to okay yeah. um, it's like i have a great sword although if you take the long handle i don't i don't know what large blade means if you take the if you take i don't know what that looks like i don't know what a great sword on a on a polearm looks like yeah that's why so, <laughs>
1: it's so off balance that i
0: that i can't lift no it. i think i think i think large blade and long handle is a is is like a scythe.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that would, that would work. All right. Uh, so in that case, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with blade and, um, energy.
0: Yeah, cool. So energy gives you the quick and beam tag. Um, and, uh, beam doesn't really do anything except interacting with like anti beam coding or reactive armor. Um, and
2: it looks really cool
0: and it looks fucking cool. It's wicked neat. Um, uh, quick though means that it's like super quick to draw, so it probably just looks like you have like a staff on on your back, and then it's like, and then, and you've got this big energy blade, and it's like, come at me. Uh, cool. Uh, and then, does anybody want a mundane mech weapon uh, while we're here? So, does anybody? The example mech weapons that you can have are a hand cannon, so a pistol, a blunderbuss, a shotgun a mech SMG, a mech SMG, uh, a spear, a mace, a sword, or a knife. Uh,
2: yeah, I think my guy would have an extra... Um,
0: <laughs> an extra shotgun?
2: Not a, not a shotgun. <laughs> um, where are those again?
0: <laughs> uh, they'll be under that'll work, which is one of the moves. It is on page five. There it is. yeah. Um, um,
1: guys, I, I need to step away for a second. Um, Ali cut herself, and she needs my help.
0: Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, let us know. Um, yeah, you, you just do that, and we'll. we'll okay, I'll be. I'll be right back. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I'm gonna grab a mech SMG too.
0: Nice <laughs> for closing the distance. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, while we wait for Ryan to get back, let's pick the look for your mech, and the and then we'll deta and then we'll pick a call sign. Yeah! So uh, the look options go. for mech are high tech, knightly, animalistic, butch, angelic, scavenged, arcane, flamboyant, rugged, militaristic, femme, cute, alluring, and menacing. Um. Mm. Yes, the butch and femme are very much intentional. <laughs> Um, because I support lesbian language in my game.
2: Uh, wait, where was, I I saw that. I don't remember where it is on the list.
0: It's just above expanded mech modules and just below the mech customization for starting. So it's now highlighted.
2: There it is. Yep. Thank you. Um, definitely not high tech. Hmm. Can I add a tag?
0: What's the one you are envisioning? Worn. Um. I mean, would that, that could. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that would be rugged. rugged. Um. Actually, I'm gonna go with uh militaristic.
0: Yeah. So that's you know you look like you look like a
2: you it's look like, like armored like, and, and
0: you look like a mech designed by Neil camp <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Or you look if, like if, a mech from Titanfall. Or you I look would like, that's, like, yeah. yeah am At this point, ahead.
2: I'm thinking kind of like uh, that. I can't remember the name of it. That giant mech that has like the chain gun from Titanfall. Um,
0: the tone. is it? Which is it? An enemy or is no, it from Titanfall One? Because I've not played Titanfall no, from
2: 1. Titanfall Two. Uh,
0: the fur there's the chain gun. Which one is that? I think that's the tone. The no, tone. the tone.
2: The tone's the one that I love. That's got the the tracking
0: rounds. Ah, so the expert. Oh no, the one at the end—the fucking one with the Vulcan minigun thing. Yeah, yeah, the last kit you get. Um, yeah, I can't remember. The Legion. That's the a- Legion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I hate
2: that's... fighting legions. They're so cheap. <laughs> but uh, that's basically except. But instead of the instead of the Vulcan cannon, uh, it's got like I a big shield. Shot
0: <laughs> yeah, a shield yeah, and a yeah, shotgun. Not, yeah, it's very. Um, it's actually kind of like the. It's kind of like the Drake from Lancer, which is another mecha RPG that was also inspiration for this, because I'm like, this is cool, but it doesn't explore emotion
2: enough. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at it kind of like that.
0: It kind of looks like Like
2: the Drake, except with a a
0: shotgun. It's a Drake Tortuga custom
2: a shoddy drake
0: because the tortuga is the mech from the same company that is that is all like shotguns and like deck sweeping weapons and it's like yeah. it's big enough to just fill a hallway on a spaceship <laughs> like it, yeah so you fill it's a tortuga drake custom which is Absolutely. fantastic
2: yeah so it's yeah, it's got like the heavy armor plates all over it uh it's not super fast because it's got heavy armor plates all over it but yeah. it's got a kick-ass shotgun and a giant
0: shield yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, um, so some other stuff about like the mechs is that, you're, like we, as I said before, your mech can take four conditions. You currently can take six harm. Um, right,
2: let me make a clock for myself.
0: Um, there is a section that explains conditions. Where is it? Yeah, here. <laughs> um, so we're going to detail conditions, and, and we'll explain this for Ryan when he gets back as well, but for everything at home. Uh, when you give a condition name it, it will be recorded on the target's condition table. When you take a condition, tactical will name it, so I'll give you the name, Uh, and you'll record it on your condition table. Um, If a character must take a condition and their condition table is full, it replaces an existing one of of their player's choosing. When a condition is replaced in this way, that target takes one harm. Um... So that would represent that, like a system that you didn't fix has degraded and gotten worse, and now you are fucked. Yeah. Um, pilots have four space conditions on there a uh, four space condition table rather. Mechs start with a four space condition table, and a weapon has two. Uh, a custom weapon, sorry, a signature weapon has two. Um, a a so your mech SMG can take one condition. So once it's so if I give you the condition jammed on it. It's now full of conditions, and if you take one more, it, the weapon is destroyed. It just breaks. Yeah. Okay. Makes um, sense. I will need to write that if a weapon, if a weapon, if a weapon must take one more condition, it is destroyed um, or lost. Um, when you exploit someone else's condition, you take plus one to the roll. When your own condition gets in the way or hinders you, you take minus one. Uh, on a note, uh, uh, on a note on the naming for these conditions as well, um, there's not an exhaustive list. Uh, they're just, um, they're kind of like fate conditions. Conditions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the pilot conditions are mostly about their moods and emotional state, while as the mech conditions are about the mechanical workings and systems of the mech. The mech conditions do not necessarily relate to the AI. Uh, the AI can't really take conditions just because that would complicate play a lot. Yeah, okay. um, to have yet another thing to track and I've tried to keep it I've tried to keep the tracking of things as low as possible mm-hmm. um, so yeah the conditions for the mech are mostly about like it being broken or whatever so the example pilot okay. conditions I've got so far are angry, confused, conflicted or panicked um, but also like anything, anything could go in there you could, yeah. you could, yeah. and then the example mech conditions I have are hobbled, blinded, cracked and leaking um, so leaking might be your fuel's going everywhere. Cracked could be there is a gap in your armor that someone could exploit. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Blinded is obvious and hobbled is also obvious. Yeah. Um, is that all making sense so far?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So each each starts with it being able to take four yes. um, and it's, it's sort of narrative stuff until yeah. you take a fifth.
0: Yes, until you take a fifth and then huh. you take a harm. Um, we might just because it probably won't come up in this session, because uh, it might not get to it, but I think it might be fun to take a look at the death moves.
2: Uh, sure. Oh, um, I
0: Um, I will put my cursor there. Um, I'm back, by the way. Are you there good? There he is.
1: Yeah, um, Ali just cut... She cut her elbow, she's like moving files into a filing cabinet, and she um, scratched the crap out of her elbow.
0: But she's and good, she, though? You don't need yeah, to go? Because it's okay if you need to go. An-
1: She just needed help putting on a Band-Aid, so... Okay, cool.
0: Um, Yeah, so where did we leave you off?
1: Um, I had the custom weapon, uh, two harm, reach, area, quick, and beam.
0: Nice. Um, Which, yeah. Cool. So um, we will now detail uh, a little bit more about your mech. Oh, there's an anonymous capybara here now. Hello, anonymous capybara. Um. Uh, where the fuck is it? Where are the mech customization rules? Yes, here we go. So, um, next you pick a look for your mech. I will highlight these for you. Um, I just read these out, but they are the options you have to choose from are high-tech, knightly, animalistic, butch, angelic, scavenged, arcane, flamboyant, rugged, militaristic, femme, cute, alluring, menacing. Hmm.
1: Um and and what did Alistair pick?
0: Alistair picked r- militaristic.
1: Yes. Okay. Um I think in that case I'm gonna go with Knightly.
0: Knightly, fuck. Nice. <laughs> Red. Yeah, you're like your fucking mech has webbing all over it, and you've got like this yep. fucking tactical shotgun and this shield, and then this new <laughs> recruit rocks up, shining, glistening like night mech <laughs> with an energy glaive, and it's just like fuck. All right, yeah. well you're drawing fire then, Mister Huge Night Mech. <laughs> go, go get him, Ray.
2: Hey, bullet sponge boy. Go first. <laughs>
0: uh, fantastic. And then you were uh, we already detailed how your mech communicates with you, didn't we? Uh,
1: yes, uh, I have a neural interface.
0: Yes, cool, excellent. So now we get to the fun part of um, oh, yeah, did you want a did you want a mundane weapon as well? Um, Ryan. Uh, so the options were pistol shotgun, SMG, spear mace sword knife.
1: Um, you know what? Um, so, so this is like if we ever get booted out of the out of the mech and need to fight hand to hand or no this is
0: another weapon that your mech has but for example if i was playing if i was playing like a mech that had a huge fuck off mace i'd probably take like um, a hand cannon so that i had a weapon to fire while i closed the distance but like as as soon as i got close enough i just tossed that pistol aside and start laying into things with my mace but that's just what i'm interested in in narratively, and also if somebody had like uh somebody like had suggested to me, oh, all the mechs should have like combat knives, and I'm like, well, I mean, they can take a mundane combat knife. It's your combat knife is never going to be like your fucking coolest thing you've got, and if right. it is, it's going to be fucking beam, and you're going to have the numerous tag on it, so you just keep pulling out beam knives.
2: <laughs> um, um, all right. I, oh, I had a character when we when Chris ran his apocalypse world. I think I was playing the the killer or whatever, and the, the like, the backup weapon I took was knives, and it had the tag infinite. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you just always have a knife.
2: Yeah. Um, There's just knives everywhere.
1: I think I think I might take the mech SMG.
0: Sure. So you both have mech SMGs, which suggests to me that it's probably the standard issue weapon of your mercenary band. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and you guys can give that a new name if you want. You can also name your weapons. Like, feel free to name your weapons. <laughs> Um, but we're going to do the call signs for our, for our mechs, and then we might jump into play. Um, so make a call sign for your mech. Um, you can draw... Somebody suggested a cool thing for mech names the other day when I was talking about this with someone. It was like, it'd be cool to have mech names that are all proverbs. Um, you could also go for a uh, for a scum swarm naming convention. You could go for, like you could take things from pacific rim and go for something vaguely or or explicitly racist and then attach something else to the to the to the next part of it oh dear um, you know like crimson typhoon for the for the chinese mech pilots is that racist and then gypsy danger that's definitely racist
2: no it's dangerous
0: <laughs> that too. Um, you could also go for like you could go full anime. You could have a demon name for your mech. You could have um, the mechs in Code Geass are named after all of the Britannian mechs in Code Geass are named after knights of the Round Table from Arthurian legend. <laughs> So you have the Lancelot and the Tristan, the Galahad. Well, I'll
2: ask you, Ryan, how big is our unit? Because, like, if there's 500 of us, we're probably not going with, like, Knights of the Round Table. But if there's only 10, then we could do something more
0: specific. And also, your unit does not have to be consistently named, but you guys might be.
1: Um, I, I like the idea of more of a more of a smaller unit. That way, it's uh, it's easier for Ray to you know. There's more of a consistent like what? cast of NPCs. What if
0: your mecha pilots pulled their names from the Seven Samurai. Okay. Let me pull All right. them up. So the Seven Samurai, where's the cast listing? Uh, the Seven Samurai. We have. Uh, Takashi Shimura? No, that's the actor. Hang on. Kambi Kambai Shiamada. Uh Gorobi Katayama. Um, Shirochijo uh Kuzo um Hihachi Hayashida uh Katsushiro Okamoto and uh oh no that other one was Kyuzo and then Kichi uh, Kichikuchio? Yeah. Um, um this is just an idea as well. We could I not- feel
2: like this is a minefield of pronunciation.
0: That is fair.
2: <laughs> I like the idea.
0: It's I'm a cool idea. Sure well, well okay. Hang on. <laughs> Alternate idea. Um what? The Magnificent is- Seven. Yeah, Magnificent Seven. Chris <gasps> Pratt. Um so we could do the Magnificent Seven. We could also do other uh seven samurai inspired media like ironclad. Uh, which is, wow. the
2: names, I mean, I guess I don't know what those, the, the Japanese names translate to, but the Americanized names are Chris, Vin, Bernardo, Lee, Harry, Brit, and Chico.
0: Wow. Uh, so, so ironclad is a seven samurai film that is set, uh, in like Britain during one of the, just after one of the crusades. um, so, like, half the cast are Templar Knights. So, we have Thomas Marshall. Marshall could be a cool mech name. Um, uh, William D'Orbany. <laughs> I'm uh,
2: thinking, uh, what if we go with uh, Ships of World War II?
0: Ships of World War II could be fun. Okay. Ships of World War
2: II. Oh, uh, I found it already. I'll send you the, I'll drop it in the chat.
0: I've already on to list of... Sh- no, that's list of ship classes. I don't want list of ship classes. There you go. I've okay. linked
2: you. Pick a letter. They're alphabetized.
0: Yeah, Ryan, pick a letter. I'm going to look at Z. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to look at X. Oh, 30. the Z names are really bad, because they're just... the Because um, half of I'll them be- are just Z1, Z3, Z4. But you get to the bottom, and you have Zem- Zembasi... The Zara, the Zealous, the Zebra, the Zenith, the Zephyr, the Zest, the Zetland?
2: There's only two X names that aren't experimental ones Xanthus and Xenia. Xenia.
0: Xenia? Nice. Both are good. Ooh. Oh my god. What the Imperial Navy had of Japan had a aircraft carrier called the Zikaku, which is very close to a Zaku, which is a very famous enemy mech from Gundam. <laughs>
2: That's probably where they got it from.
0: Yeah. Zodiac's good, too. Um, Let's also look at what else would be a weird letter.
2: The Royal Navy had a maintenance carrier named Unicorn.
0: That's pretty good. K has some weird names.
2: I started looking at E, which had some good ones. Eggsford. (laughs) Nice. Nice.
0: I, for the British Navy, would have so many weird, cool ones. Um, I, there's a, there was a British sheep there's a British there's like a British ship called the indefatigable the, and and then there's one like called the indomitable. They also had one called the inflexible like indomitable sounds like a good characteristic to have, but inflexible to me sounds like a really bad characteristic yeah. to have. I know that they thought of it as a positive trait but like in the modern day I think of that as a really bad trait to be inflexible.
2: So apparently the U.S. had a destroyer escort named the England, and both England and the U.S. had ships named Enterprise.
0: Nice. The Royal Netherlands Navy had one called Isaac.
2: (laughs) They also had the Exeter. That's a good name. And Ibright.
0: The Royal Navy had Ivanhoe, because of course they had an Ivanhoe.
2: Ryan, how do you feel about Ibright? E-Y-E-B-R-I-G-H-T.
1: I Uh I like it. Are you claiming that for your call sign,
2: or...? No, I was thinking for you. I like Exeter, which was a heavy cruiser, which makes sense. That's, that works for you.
0: So you're going to be the, you're going to be in the Exeter. How do I spell that?
2: E X E T E R.
0: E oh, like exit. E
2: X. But with all E's, yeah. And the Eyebright was a Corvette, Ryan, which means it's nice and fast.
0: Nice. Okay, so I'll be Eyebright. Cool. And how are we spelling Eyebright?
2: E Y E, and then Bright. B R I G H T.
0: Y E. Um, that won't work because I wrote it in the wrong spot. This is a cool list. I like it. It's a good list. Yeah. Oh, good the
2: O's are so good, too.
0: <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, um, the Royal I've, Navy had a submarine named Odin. Oh, fucking hell. That's pretty on uh, on the ball. Uh, so, um, why don't we take a quick break? Um, and get some water go to the bathroom and then we'll be back in a second Thank you for listening to Insert Quest here We hope you're enjoying this episode of Live, Love, Die We want you to know that self-care is an investment in your own well-being Take the time today to love yourself Remember be kind to yourself Do something that makes you feel positive about who you are Now it's back to the show. And we return uh, after some small technical glitches as well as our scheduled break. Uh, it was very nice that my technical glitch fell it's into... The uh, scheduled break. Into the scheduled break. There we go. Um, but, you know, new internet speed. Yay. Huzzah! Um, did. Uh, so... Uh, we're going to jump into play in just a second, and you go, and everyone will be able to actually see how this game works. Um, I think... Uh, but first, though, we need to do two things. Uh, one, we need to assign stats. Uh, and two, we need to introduce our characters again, now that we have this consistent structure of a character built. Uh, so... Uh, for assigning stats, it's actually pretty simple. Um, and this will be an opportunity for us to detail what the stats are as well. Um, uh, the stats in this are uh, emotion, technical, violence, and synergy. Uh, so, emotion is your ability. It's not even your ability, actually. It is a measure of the strength and conviction of your ability emotions. Um, the more emotional you are, the better you are at understanding other emotions and also uh, affecting people with your emotions. Uh, technical is your understanding of um, all things uh, relating to the academic and technical piloting of mechs. And um, as well as other military systems, and violence is your skill and willingness to do harm. Oh, so much harm! Uh, they can be. So
2: harm.
0: They can be rated from minus two to plus three, uh, and then our fourth stat is synergy, which can also be rated from minus two to plus three. Uh, one second, I'm about to cough. <coughs> Sorry. Um, Synergy, however, is a floating stat that changes a lot through play. Uh, And Synergy measures the strong bond between the pilot and their mech. Um, It can both be an abstraction of that bond and also like a literal gradient, depending on how you choose to play it up in your setting. Um, your, Your pilots might be aware of Synergy as like a very real binding force between them and their mech. Um, you might have you might have in your setting. There might be like synergy gauges on the mech that reads how connected they are, and you know you might have HQ shouting over the comms, um, you know about Exeter, Exeter, your synergy's dropping. What's happening? You've got to get back in alignment. Um, the so
2: drift, can, or whatever. It can be
0: very much like the drift, and from uh, from. Pacific Rim, Rim. but it can also be uh, more abstract than that. Uh, But to begin with, all of these stats, including your Synergy, start at zero, and you get to add plus one to either emotional, technical, or violence.
2: Uh, I think I'm going to go with violence. Nice. And Um, um,
0: what are you thinking?
1: I was also thinking violence, but I don't want to be too similar to Alex's character, so I think I'm going to go with Synergy.
0: Uh, you can't I, you can't give a plus one to synergy. Oh,
1: sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Um it's emotion technical case, or violence. In that case I'll go with technical.
0: Sweet. So you understand the technical systems of mechs, which is interesting. Um cool. Uh, and uh, Yeah, I think that's gonna be pretty good. Uh, so why don't you all make note of that? You probably wanna put it at the top of your sheet, your um your um, I would write emotional, technical, violence, and synergy, and then put zero next to the ones that are still zero, and one next to the ones that ha- the one that has one in it. Um, and then we will be ready for you all to reintroduce yourself. And I actually did have a quick question: What is the name of your mercenary company?
2: Oh yeah, it's a good question.
0: Like the 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 corporation that you work for, hiring yourselves out. Your labour hire company. Uh, if you want, I can name some Australian labour hire companies. Uh, <laughs> there's programmed. There's Work Skill, Job Link Plus. Um, the Salvation. The Salvation Army has their own employment services organisation. Um,
2: we're the We're the army side of the Salvation Army.
0: <laughs> the militant arm of the Salvation Army, to quote Austin Powers. Um, you could. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Wikipedia will have a list of mercenary companies.
2: Is this like? Is this like a like a corporate future? Like, would it be a really like washed down corporate name, like Blackwater, like something that? Well,
0: I think because you're on the frontier, I think it would be kind of a weird fusion between like the companies and such of the of the American frontier and also like the, the, the various colonial empires, frontiers and all their companies. Uh, but also like, but also, uh, but also that modern day thing. So it might be like, you could go for something inspired by like the East India company.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You you might
0: be the, you might be the Western McDuff development front. (laughs) It's like, it's like, but all you do is murder people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but we're developing them into bodies.
0: <laughs> yeah, into corpses. <laughs>
1: into corpses. Um... Um... Hmm.
0: List of private military contractors, Wikipedia. Sharp End International. God. <laughs> Unity Resources Group. These Both of those are Australian. <laughs>
2: what are you guys doing?
0: Um... Slavonic Core, Wagner Group, um, Executive Outcomes is a South African one. Wow. Um, there's a Gibraltar company that used to be called Sandef, which is now called Stip. Um, Aegeus Defense Services, which is based in London. Control Risks, uh, International Intelligence Limited, Sandline International. I've heard of Sandef and Sandline before. AirScan, uh, uh, Academi, uh Custer Battles. That's really a really fun. bad one, America. <laughs> it's just a bad name. Jorg Scientific Comp Corporation, which is from Arlington. KBR, MPRI, MVM, Northbridge, Northam Gunham, uh, Rayathon, Titan, uh, Triple Canopy, Vanille. Vanill is an American company that is based in Turkey. Hmm.
2: I think that's where it's
0: operates. Opera- yeah, it operates in Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq. Yeah. Uh... MVM is a CIA and NSA contractor, and then yes. and then KBR doesn't have a portfolio at all, apparently. But it was formerly a division of Halliburton. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, acad- Academy used to be Blackwater.
2: Yeah, after the Iraq War, they changed it. Oh, someone just suggested in our chat, R-E-S-E Robot Solutions. Yeah? Which stands for Rock'em Sock'em Robot Solutions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would probably... I would use that uh, that abbreviation, but then have... I would say that it's like the original founders' names or something. It could yeah. be... Although, it could be Rocco Socko, and... Mr. Roboto
2: <laughs> I I like the R E S E Robot Solutions. Yeah. Um and you, it ha, it's a yeah, it's like the acronyms of the founders, but the grunts call them, you know, rock'em sock'em robots.
0: Yeah, cool. I I'm happy with that. I like it too. Cool. Thanks, uh, so Steve. what what was the name, sorry?
2: So it's R E S E.
0: R E S E.
2: Robot Solutions.
0: Robot Solutions. And I'll try and type this up later um, for people, for you, and then everybody else that wants it will have to check out our Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. Because we do table artifacts. For $10 a month, you can get access to all of the notes that I make for our games. Um, Cool. I think that that will work. So why don't you all introduce yourselves and I'll set the scene. All right.
2: Uh you want to go first Ryan?
1: Yeah, I started off uh, going first. So uh hey everybody, I'm Ryan once again and my character is going to be uh Tessa Albrent. Uh her pronouns are she her. Uh the her AI companion is uh called Zephyr. Zephyr's pronouns are they them. Uh their mech is well, let's say first of all um Tessa has glamorous hair, determined eyes, a toned body. Uh, she is black. She wears uh, fashionable off-duty clothing and pristine battle clothing. And with Zephyr, together they pilot um, uh, a mech with a flight-enhanced module and a hand-to-hand capability uh, that is uh, nightly. And they are called Eyebright.
0: I have a question about your mech. Okay. Are your flight systems energetic jet propulsion? Um, are they wings? Are they hard light? Um, do you fly like Superman? Um, <laughs> I, I like I like the idea of being jet propelled. Cool. So you've got big fucking jet thrusters on the back of your mech. Yep. Cool. Uh, that works. And you wield an energy glaive in the fray, correct?
1: Yes, I do. Um, it is a, it is a massive uh, pole arm uh, with a laser beam at the end of it. That's
0: good content. And Alex, what are you playing?
2: Uh, I am playing uh, Alistair Calderon. Uh, he his pilot demeanor is old. Uh, he's a veteran, uh, and he's getting kind of tired of all this shit. Um, he is. Uh, he has hidden hair. He's always wearing like a, a knit cap uh, or a baseball hat, depending on like what, what you know where he is. Uh, he has cold eyes, a scarred body. Uh, he's of Hispanic descent. He has archaic off-duty clothes uh, and fatigues for battle, uh, which are also worn and patched. Um, his AI uh, is named Regan. Uh, she uh, is protective. Uh, they've been together for a while. Um, he, they communicate. Uh, when not in the mech via a, a, a clunky wrist communicator. Um, he, the mech itself, together, they pilot Exeter, uh, which is a large militaristic mech that is clad in heavy armor and carries a mech shield. Uh, its main weapon is the giant freaking shotgun it has, uh, and it also has a mech SMG for backup.
0: Nice, um, cool. Uh, so, um, I think to set up, uh, are, is Exeter currently part of a ongoing conflict, or are you? Or are you about to go on mission for, like, some one-off thing?
2: Um, I, I mean, I was thinking that we've been on whatever planet this is for maybe a few months now. Like, it's been an ongoing operation.
0: Ah, so so the Eyebrite has been sent up from the reserves. It's like, oh, this yeah. one's finished training. Take him out, <laughs> Exeter. Basically. All right, cool. So this is, like, some kind of ongoing border... Conflict on uh, on the world of Oscaro, or as others call it, Macduff, because this is a world that is currently split between two factions, a frontier planet uh, embroiled in border skirmishes and and uh, rights and and wars over who gets to claim which part of the planet. <laughs> um, out on the frontiers of space, um, uh, they just built a jump gate in this system um, to to. Uh, exploit the resources and immediately wars uh, so I think maybe this planet's been colonised for a couple of decades or so uh, and and uh, and in recent years it came to a boiling point where people are now uh, starting skirmishes and so uh, they've hired uh, they've hired um, RESE uh, Robot Solutions in as a mercenary company to assist them with their mecha, uh, mecha woes and um, are your enemies in this conflict other mercenary companies or are they like the lo- or is or are they the local forces? Do, do the Oscaro and McDuff military hire um, robot solutions to be like, oh, we need to break through their mech line. You fought with them last week to set up that mech line. We'd like to hire you this week to smash it. Because we did say uh, that you are impartial in this conflict and hired by both sides.
2: Yeah. Uh, I would think that if we, like, set up our own defenses and then got paid by the other side to break them, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't get hired again. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, So we're probably not, like, undoing the things that we just did.
0: So they probably are hiring you then for, like, the... The, they've got their armies engaging in the direct conflicts with one another, and then you're it's they hire you to like escort or go harass this particular facility while we've put on an offensive elsewhere.
2: Yeah, right. probably.
0: Alright, cool. Um, is this towards the end of the current conflict, or do you think this is or do you think the end is nowhere in sight? Um if you say it's towards the end, then we'll probably roll into a new conflict for the next session, and this session will be like tying down the ends of the war.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Ryan?
1: Um, I I like the idea of it not having any end in sight. You know, it's it's just going to go on. Um, sure. So then yeah. this
0: this will be the conflict we'll be exploring with our players. Ongoing
2: yeah. operations.
0: Sure. Right. Okay. So I think we we see we open with. Exeter in 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 the forward in the FOB the forward operating base, okay. um, Prepping for missions and such. Uh, Um, I have a
2: question for you. Actually, go for these these mechs. Like, how big are we talking? Like thirty feet, five hundred. I
0: think they're they're as big as a house. Okay. Yeah, they're not they're not giant mechs, but they're they are comparable in the area they take up to battle tanks. Okay. To an Abrams. It's just an upright Abrams. It's,
2: it's a standing tank.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think we see you at the FOB. Um, I think. What do we think the current theater of this war is, uh, Ryan? Do you think you? What, what kind of environment do you picture them in?
1: Um, maybe the two the two sides are are clashing over some somewhere that's resource heavy. So. Um Maybe like a, a forest or a mountain range, or
0: yeah, I think an alpine forest would be a cool place for a battle. Okay. So yeah, we're currently in like an alpine forest. I think maybe it's spring because that'll be a really interesting juxtaposition of all these blooming mountain flowers and stuff with the yep. churning of soil from munitions. Um. So yeah, I think we we're in like a cu- a clear cutting in some tr- in near some tree line. Um, and where do we find, where do we find Alistair and, and, uh, and Reagan? Uh,
2: so we're, we're like on a mission right now?
0: No, you're or at we base. Like, we're at base. Okay. Yeah, you're at base. Sorry. Uh,
2: so, um, I'm thinking that, uh, so we're at the, we're at the FOB, um, mm-hmm. and Alistair is running some diagnostics, uh, on Exeter with Regan. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's probably got, like, the cockpits open, um, and he's just, like, sitting in the seats with, uh, a computer on his lap and, like, wires running to different systems. Yeah. Uh, and telling her to, you know, run, you know, run the diagnostic on the weapons, and they wait for that to come back. And it's, it's like, mundane maintenance, but you you gotta do it if you wanna make sure you don't die.
0: Sure. And then I think we see, um... Sort of like we're watching this screen as information's coming up and we can hear these two talking. And then we see, like, a shadow moving out of the corner of your eye, like that blurriness of somebody walking past. Uh, and you see that it's one of, like, the... the, the I was going to say deckhand, but you're not a Navy force. You're a fucking mercenary company. You see, like, so, some support crew guy, um, and he's got, uh, he's got this woman in tow uh, who's looking very stylish, um and uh and he's shouting at you over the over the sound of um like your cockpit with all the with all the housings open so you can be doing the maintenance it's there's yeah. just no sound protection so like just the sounds of the inside of your <laughs> mech are just blaring to <laughs> everywhere. Right? there's probably,
2: probably also music playing really loud yeah
0: some or fucking old music. metal some old band music from Earth that was yeah. We we can just hear this guy's just shouting at you. Um, how how does he eventually? How do you eventually become aware that this person is standing there? Uh, this I is a question Regan for you me. and Regan. Yeah, yeah. So Regan, what does that look like when you tell him? Um, I
1: uh, I hmm. excuse me, Al- Alistair. It appears that. Uh, I, I hate to interrupt. Uh, I hate to interrupt your diagnostic, but uh, one of the techs is trying to get your attention down there.
2: Well, uh, Alistair like looks down uh, and sighs, uh, reaches up and like hits some hits some buttons on the top, uh, and the music he's listening to turns off, and the the mech like quiets down.
0: Yeah.
2: What? What I... is it?
0: Yeah. So they sent you a they sent you a new apprentice. Hi. W-
2: wait a minute. No. No. I was supposed to. Be- I wasn't supposed to get a new one. I was supposed to finish up out here and then go back to base.
0: Look, if you want to if you wanna take it up with tactical, take it up with tactical. But I'm just telling you, they sent you a new apprentice. <sighs> uh,
2: uh, Alistair sighs. Uh, he probably curses to himself, but it's low enough that you can't hear it. You just see his lips move. Uh, he puts the little tablet computer down on the side of, like, the cockpit seat in the mech, uh, climbs down. Uh, he lands, you can see he's got his fatigues on, uh, worn black combat boots. Um, his clothes are worn, they're clean, but a little threadbare in places. Uh, you're pretty sure there's some shrapnel holes that have been patched up. Uh, and he's got, like, a, an olive green knit cap on his head. Um, yeah, and, then and then he we just stares at you.
0: And then, yeah, this, it, this, this very, uh, it's very interesting uh, individual steps down out of their mech and you see uh, and, and what and and what do what do we see of you Tess what do you look like at the moment
1: um, I think uh, she is wearing she is wearing sunglasses uh, she has her hair like way way teased out uh, so it 's just like an explosion of hair <laughs> um, she is um, hmm she she looks like um she looks like she's ready for a for a cruise or or a you know like tropical holiday or something nice um so she's got um a, a very a very tasteful kind of like a crop top and shorts um she is also wearing wearing boots um but they are um they are they are much more uh, ornate and and uh, they've got a high
0: e- heel on them. Like right. not, not a high heel, but like a raised heel for sure.
1: Right. Um, and uh, she, uh, I'm picturing, um, like I said, she she looks like she she just uh, stepped up stepped off the cruise ship. Um, maybe she's ready for for a night of uh, a night of drinking or or um, you know like like uh, fun um, yeah Do you look you look like you are not prepared
0: to go to for war. This. exactly <laughs> sure
1: um,
0: and uh and I think I think maybe we see um we see like a a container truck um for transporting mechs uh, a little bit further down uh, down the Dirt road that has been cut uh, through the forest up to up to the up to the FOB.
2: Well, you are just as green as they come, aren't you?
1: Uh, uh, fresh out the jump gate. Actually, um, we we of just uh, we just hit soil about an hour ago.
0: <sighs> yeah, I think you- maybe we <sighs> hear the screeching of drop ships cut through the air <laughs> as more supplies come down from the jump gate.
2: Uh-huh, great. So, have you ever piloted a mech before?
1: Uh, well, I've been through basic, uh, 10 weeks, uh, pretty extensive training. Um,
2: yeah, I'm sure.
1: This is uh, this will be my first time in a combat zone. Um,
0: What's that line from Aliens about simulated drops? <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. 500 combat drops,
1: <laughs> all simulated. Um... Yeah. Uh, this this will this be my, my first time in, in live combat. Though I, I do have uh, extensive time in the sim. Um, top top marks in my class.
0: Uh, well, I um... think maybe command would have given you something like uh, some kind of uh, document to hand to. Okay. Actually, so, actually, yeah. I think it's I think it's a USB with a wax seal on it, and pressed into it is the uh, R E S E's Robot Solutions logo. And I think they've given you that to hand to your your new master.
1: All right. Uh, so so I go. Oop! And I, I pull that out of my pocket and I and I pass it over.
0: Uh,
2: Alistair takes it, uh, reaches back up to his Mac and grabs that that tablet computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaks breaks the wax off the stick uh, and jams it into the drive. And watch as it pulls up. Uh, you know the records. Yeah, you um, see
0: the name of some random planet that you've never heard of before, where, 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 uh, where Tess is from, and you see like a bunch of you see like uh, high school finishing grades and 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 all this stuff, all this academic stuff, and they're like, "Ooh, look at these test scores!" and they are pretty impressive. She did do quite well in the simulator, like top of her class, um, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. You see that they have a pretty decent knowledge of the technical systems of mech, but I would say that you're pretty interested to see how that'll go in the field. Yeah. Because field repairs are very different to uh, in a well-supplied base repairs. It's mm. a lot easier
2: to fix something when you're not being shot at.
0: Mm.
2: So, this is, this is all pretty impressive, but you've never... Oh, oh I just dropped stuff on my desk, sorry. Uh, you've never actually been out in the field, though, have you?
1: Uh, well, well, no. Um, but, uh, that's, that's why I'm, I'm very eager to, you know, um, uh, get to know you. You've, I've been reading your, your dossier. You've, you've been in combat for, what is it? Almost a decade now, right?
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is.
1: That's, uh, that's a hell of an active, active duty tour.
2: Is that what they told you back at base camp? Hell of a tour? <laughs>
0: Hell of a two. <laughs>
2: I got part I mean, of it right. <laughs> I
1: I don't know I don't know how how else you would describe it. Um, you I, I she starts like rattling off uh, different different uh, jobs and and battles and skirmishes that you were
0: in. Sure, I think that that would be a I know that machine move when you consult your knowledge of mechs science and the physical universe ask tactical what you hope to uncover. So I think maybe I think the thing that you hope to uncover is the truth of their of their service record. Okay. Do you, do you think that that would be? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So roll 2d6 plus your technical skill. So you have plus 1 in technical.
1: Let's see how this
0: goes. Um not bad. 9. Nine. So on a seven to nine, your answer is hearsay. So I think that you do state a uh, state a lot of their record, but you also like reference things that you've heard at base, and like you say, oh yeah, you know you got tw- you got ten confirmed mech kills in the battle of the Orlean of the Orlean cl- Bluffs, um, and I heard that it was actually even like triple that, and and I think that maybe at that, um, Alistair's like it wasn't. Almost was triple.
2: <laughs> no. Al- Al- Alistair is like standing there with his arms crossed. Wow, I didn't even know half of those things had names.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd never heard. You didn't know that that had a battle. You just remember it yeah. of- remember- remembered it as the day you tried to climb a cliff.
2: That was that Thursday, right? Okay. <laughs> <sighs> All right, kid. You're definitely eager. I'll give you that. Um, what kind of mech you in?
0: Yeah, I think at that point, the truck rolls up uh, and the window winds down. And this young, this also very fresh, probably like 18-year-old guy, um, (laughs) pasty-faced. Oh, where do you want your back, ma'am? Where do you you want me to park this, unload this unit, sirs? Uh,
2: I I point to like an empty, I'm assuming like the mechs have bays. Yeah, although at this place, it's
0: just like a sandbag off square, and you're kind of all arranged in a circle around each other.
2: Oh, okay. So then I I point to the empty spot, put her over there.
0: Yeah, so he, like, backs the truck into the area, and then we see, like, these big... Um... We see, like, these big doors, like, hiss... uh, Like, snap open, and then, like, the hiss of hydraulics as... As the Eyebrite is lifted into position, and then, like, slid off onto the ground. Uh, And we see this huge... Nightly mech. What colors are your mech painted in?
1: Um, I picture gold and maybe like a royal
0: blue. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so this mech gets slid out, looking like the flag of Sweden has been <laughs> has been gilded. Um,
2: well, you're definitely like... here to get shot at. I'll give you that much. <laughs>
1: Well, I should I should ask before I say. Are we going for like realism? Like, should it be camo or no? Um, you can be as no, anime
0: as you want.
1: Yeah, in that case, yeah, gold and royal blue.
0: I yeah. think I think that I think that camouflaging a mech is probably. Counterintuitive. Well, I imagine that it's probably like camouflaging an aircraft or camouflaging a ship. Like you can do it, but it's more about for show than anything else. Yeah, it's, it's because more you about, don't really aim with with color. Yeah, right.
2: It's it's more about like making the edges kind of fuzzy than hiding the entire thing. Yeah, like no, I would all, imagine that Exeter all of your just-
0: all of your camouflage would be electronic. Like you're trying yeah. to hide from systems,
1: right? So we'd be jamming radar, or
0: yeah. Um, and you guys did not take jamming modules because they're not available at character creation.
2: Um. Yeah, I would think Exeter is just is like olive green. Yeah. Uh, just because it's probably easier to maintain.
0: You said that like... yours is militaristic and that you're a little bit older. Does it have nose cone art? Like, do you have a bombshell Ooh. painted on it? Is it a mm. mechanical bombshell? Is it a depiction of Reagan?
2: <laughs> um, I'm thinking that um, the the face of the mech mm-hmm. is painted with like uh, that old P51 nose art. Oh, so, yeah. like got, the like, mech these has like fucking
0: red jaws and weird yeah, like, eyes and like
2: a big shark mouth.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jawsome.
1: You got a you got a big uh, eye roll emoji for that
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool. Um, yeah, so they unload the Eyebrite right next to right next to the Exeter, and the contrast could not be more stark.
2: I would imagine the Eyebrite is also taller. Like the, I'm yeah. picturing the Exeter is a little Bolton. shorter and squatter than the average mech because it's got like all the armor hanging on it. Uh, uh, sure. yeah. Wow.
1: Um, that I, is I shiny uh, gauntlet class. It's equipped with uh, flight jets um, and hand-to-hand combat capabilities. Um, also has a laser glaive which I'm quite handy with.
0: You wow. see on, you see on your iPad as they say that I think Regan um, hi- un, like scrolls through for you and highlights <laughs> um, highlights that they have a hundred percent kill rate are uh, in the simulation with their energy glaive. Wow. And you know that those simulations would include fights against like ranged opponents. Yeah. So, But, as always, a fight in the simulator is very different to a, a fight on the battlefield.
2: Well, that should be something to see. Haven't seen a, a laser sword on the battlefield in a while. Um. Yeah,
1: they, <laughs> they've worked out the kinks. Uh, they don't they don't jam up and explode anymore.
0: That's okay, good. We fixed the venting problem. <laughs> I knew
2: more than one one more than one pilot uh, who lost a mech's arm or two trying to look cool with their laser weapons. They make great grenades, though.
0: <laughs> they make great grenades. Um, cool. Um, so um. Where do we think we go from here? Do we think there's some downtime or something? Do you want to do scenes with your, with your AIs? Uh, or do we want to roll straight into a mission?
2: Um, maybe uh, I, I would want to do a scene with an AI. Like maybe, maybe an AI scene and then mission. Sure. For each of us, not, not just me.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Are you happy with that, Ryan? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. So who would like to go first? Uh, or rather, who has an idea of what they're doing with their AI?
2: Um, I I kind of have an idea. Sure. Um, so I think it would it would basically be a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe like thirty minutes later. So Alistair... like,
0: yeah, I think in the in the in the dis- just across the bay, we can see we can see um, Tessa working on the Eyebrite.
2: Yeah. So like you know he he showed her where the bunk is. You know where the where the barracks are. You know this is your bunk. Stow your gear here. You know make sure then go make sure your mech's ready in case we get deployed. Uh, and then Alistair climbs back into his exeter uh, and takes his seat again. Can you believe that? She's greener than the grass out there.
1: Turn new ones out every day.
2: Uh, I just don't want to see another one get killed because they got cocky. Look at that thing. She's basically riding out in a flashlight. Here I am. Shoot me.
1: I guess we'll have to watch her back.
2: <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Alister have you eaten today?
2: I uh, uh, he, he he looks at his uh, his wrist thing, uh, and it's like two hours past lunchtime, local local time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, uh, I was going to, but uh, we were doing the diagnostics, and then the new kid showed up, and uh, I just lost track of time. Might might as well just wait till dinner now.
1: Uh, please go down to the mess and at least have a snack. What if, what if we get called to active duty before, before the dinner bell?
2: <sighs> all right, all right, you're right. Do, um, uh, so, out of character, mm-hmm. can AIs, I mean, I know they can't eat, but, like, do they have, like, how Eclipse Phase has, like, narco algorithms or, like, um, do, you know, I
0: I would taste- say that that is up. To, I think that there's definitely the potential for that, um, but I think that that's not a thing that the that the various militaries and mercenary groups take into account into their mix. It's not a thing that the AIs need, but I imagine that the non-military AIs that have personhood and such, if they right. exist in your setting, um, I imagine that they that there would be things to accommodate that. So if those are up, uh, if those are things that you have made uh, accessible to Reagan, then sure.
2: All right, so uh, he starts climbing. Oh, so Alistair starts climbing out of the mech again. All right, all right, I'll go get some grub. You want anything?
1: Um, Yes, uh, I would like a custard.
2: Custard, all right. I thought you stopped eating. Uh, so as he's walking, um, he uh, Alistair puts in like a little earpiece, like mm-hmm. a basically like a Bluetooth headset kind of thing, yeah, uh, and taps a button on his wrist communicator, so it's... He's basically Bluetoothing, you know. Yeah, it all He's things. talking as he's walking, yeah. I, wait, I, th- I thought you didn't like custard.
1: Well, I've been uh, I've been getting a little bit sick of... Um, I've been getting a little bit sick of the donuts, so... Uh,
2: what? Figured I would how can you get sick of new.
0: donuts? I love the idea that Reagan only eats dessert, because, like, why <laughs> wouldn't you only eat dessert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when right. you, it's
2: when you like... don't eat. <laughs> right. What how how can you possibly get tired of donuts? They're delicious.
1: I mean, I've I've sampled thousands of flavors by now. Flavors that I didn't even, I, I'd never even heard of before. Uh, I, I don't know when you when you get to the end of the list of uh, exotic preserves and fillings, it's you know, maybe
0: maybe it's time for a change of pace.
2: Well, have you had a jelly donut? That that was at the top of the list.
0: I think Uh. as this conversation about desserts and stuff goes on, as you walk across base, um, we will roll into making a fraternizing on-duty move. Um, Uh, When you spend time tending the perimeter with an ally, talk about your feelings. Um, Reminisce about a joyful moment you've shared uh, from your shared past, I think is this one. Uh, Take plus one forward to emotion. So you will have a plus one to your next emotion
2: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, oh. so
2: there, so, uh, Alistair's flabbergasted about how you can get tired of eating donuts. As he's walking to the mess, uh, he pr- he goes in and grabs like a power bar and a water bottle for himself. Yeah, uh, and and peruses the the I AI think, chips. I think
0: there's a holographic food buffet there with, that you just that you spin like a roller <laughs> disk uh and as you spin it it shows up like food and then it's like oh custard and then you or rather dessert you select dessert and then it's like shows all these desserts and you scroll through and then you pick custard and then it's like uh color and (laughs) and or flavoring
2: uh what what kind of custard do you want
0: um
1: start with banana
2: all right so he goes like banana yellow and uh, hits that like a little sd card pops out of the machine oh
0: i, I think it's i think it just gets emailed to i think you get the push notification on your on your watch saying oh okay <laughs> uh, your custard has been delivered here, here is your digital ration of one custard <laughs> banana <laughs> yellow
2: okay uh, yeah so he gets his, his watch bings uh, and he uh, you know grabs his 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 power bar and water uh, and heads back to the to the mech area
0: yeah and i think that's i think that is a scene
2: yeah.
0: Uh, as sorry. you,
1: as
2: you, as you walk
1: back, before we, uh, just as a as a closer, mm-hmm. uh, as you as you walk back, you hear um, Reagan uh, like you know digitally eating this custard. He goes, mm. "Oh, that's interesting. I, I think you may have been right. I, I, I don't like custard after all." <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wonderful sharing of feelings.
2: I'm just, I'm thinking of data from. Uh, Star Trek when he got his emotions this.
0: chip in. <laughs> this, this is, is revolting <laughs>
2: Would you like another? Please.
0: Uh, wonderful. So we'll we'll head over to uh, Tessa and Zephyr. So uh, a reminder that these two are currently in a flirtation. They are crushing on one another. Right. Um, so where? What do, does anyone have an idea? So the, this could be uh, Zephyr might have an idea for a scene but also Tessa... Could have an idea for a scene. It's whoever, whoever, yeah, who has, whoever has an idea for one.
1: Um, what if um, during during transport they they take the uh, the AI's offline? So um, mm. oh I'm yeah, maybe, so you got to boot it.
0: Boot yeah, I'm basically boot waking Zephyr up Zephyr. How do you wake up the AI that you have a crush on? Um, hmm.
1: I think there's there's a moment where. Um, Tessa climbs up into the into the cockpit of um, Eye uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of uh, similar to Exeter's cockpit, but it's sleeker. Uh, everything looks a little more modern. Uh, everything's more, cleaner. More touch
0: screens, less dials. Right. On them. There's there's like two little antennae things sticking out at like neck height on the on the chair that like uh that are high speed transmitters for your neural link. Oh, nice! Um,
2: is it wireless? Or do they like jam into? I got batteries? the
0: impression that Ryan went with wireless, but I'm happy yeah. to have a fucking matrix. <laughs> um,
1: maybe, maybe there is like a, a direct interface for when she's in the chair. But there's like they have like audio and, and maybe like limited sensory.
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, there's like a s- there's like a small like lock ring thing that's like retracted back into the neck part, and okay. I think we would know. That there's a needle that like prongs out of that and like teeth to like gl- to like attach into the neck port.
1: Um, I think that uh, Tess uh, sits sits back in the chair, um, and she you know puts puts her neck into the restraint, and it uh, it connects. She doesn't actually um, she doesn't actually uh, activate the um, the the whole mech um, so she's not like it's it's not like uh, she's controlling it like her body um, but she does she does like very gently run the tips of her fingers over her own sides because she knows that uh, Zephyr can feel it
0: oh that is even better than what I thought you were gonna do I love it yeah so Zephyr you feel <laughs> your you feel your fingers on your thigh yeah yeah you feel your fingers on your thigh but also they're not your fingers and it's not your thigh so it simultaneously feels like you're being stroked while also stroking someone else
2: weird uh so the the lights in the cockpit like flash on as Um. zephyr wakes up oh 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 good good morning tessa
1: morning zephyr
2: or is it morning wait i'm syncing with the local network Oh, I'm sorry. Good afternoon.
1: We're uh, we're we're here. Uh, finally, finally found our way to McDuff.
2: Is that what we're calling it?
1: Uh, this week.
2: <laughs> and how was the how ride? Was? I, I slept through it all.
1: Uh, it was it was boring, you know, uh, just about just about like any other jump gate.
0: Yeah, I oh, think Jim jump cakes take all the thrill out of traveling through space. <laughs> like yeah. there's it's just really boring. Like one instant oh look, stars. Next instant, oh look, slightly different stars.
2: Oh, <laughs> did you miss me? I
0: you know I did.
2: Hey.
1: I uh, I met our new master.
2: Oh, what are they like? What's their name? Are they cute?
0: <laughs> are they cute? I love it. I love Zephyr so much
1: <laughs> i i bring up I bring up the dossier for uh, Alistair Calderon and exeter um they they have a they have a world weariness about them um
2: <laughs> uh Zephyr goes hmm, there is a sort of rugged charm, and the pilot's not bad either <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm uh I'm a little worried that we might have been stuck with a burnout. What do you mean? Well, you know, nearly a decade in the pilot's chair It's bound to uh bound to wear on a person.
0: Are you trying to understand Alistair?
1: I yeah, I think
0: so. Cool. So that's a move then. Um, I think you're going to be using Divine Their Soul. When you try to connect with someone different to you and share their truth, roll plus emotion. Okay. See how this goes. Oh, boy. Four. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I think um, you're going to... I'm not going to give you a condition... I was thinking I'd give you a condition, but yeah, you're, you're, you're in, you, you just annoyed that it, I have, okay. you oh, feel sorry. like, sorry, go. Okay.
2: I was going to say maybe it hurt Zephyr's feelings because I have a response, but you would, you do.
0: Yeah, sure. It, it might've hurt Zephyr's feelings. That's, that's perfectly fine. And I welcome you to roleplay that out. But yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, you don't gain any new information. Um, but, mm. uh, but you're, yeah, you are, I, uh, yeah. You can't, you cannot understand why they are like that and also why uh, HQ has attached you to this individual. It feels maybe like you've been, um, it feels maybe like you're being punished for something, but you don't know what you could have done. Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, she's, she, she just sort of like flops back and, and, and lets out a breath and says, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe that recruitment officer put us with him as a, as a kind of punishment.
2: Um, so I know you, you can like, Zephyr can feel through you. Is there any way that you can feel things from Zephyr?
1: Yeah, I think the connection probably goes both ways. <laughs> Zephyr All probably right. has a, a virtual body.
2: Oh, so is there? So well. Is there? Um, like, do you see, uh, like a, a virtual person when you're talking to them? Or is there like a monitor in the mech that comes up and has a face on it?
1: Um, I think yeah, maybe there's a maybe there's a a, a monitor that comes up. Um, I I kind of picture Zephyr. It's.
0: Hmm. I'm thinking maybe Zephyr's current face is very much like emojis because they haven't yet discovered what they want themselves to look like.
2: Yeah, I, I was thinking like un, it- <laughs> undetailed, like CGI face, or so just kind of like yeah, like a bluish kind of not really a face, like human shaped, but enough
0: yeah. that it that you can broadcast um, facial cues, but yeah. not much else.
2: Uh, so so Zephyr frowns well I mean you're ten, ten years that's that's quite a while but uh, does that mean you're you you don't want to spend that much time with me
1: oh of, of course not that's that's not what I meant at all I I just feel like I mean lo, look at the list of look at the list of battles that this uh, this Calderon's been involved with a, there are some there are some pretty serious losses taken here um, it uh, it looks like uh, I mean I, I don't know I, I suppose well uh, I
2: maybe we just need to go on a mission with them and see what they're all about maybe uh, maybe uh, he's the type of person that's uh, only really comes alive on the battlefield.
1: He could be. He could very well be. Uh, hopefully, he'll be more receptive. What do you mean? Well, he. I don't. I don't think he likes your. Uh, I don't think he likes your paint
2: job. What? What's wrong with my paint job?
1: Well, I mean, look at look at Exeter. Exeter is very functional. <laughs> That's one word. <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Well, I like the golden you said it was gold and blue Great. right and blue golden blue yeah i I like the golden blue, I think it really pops
0: it does pop,
2: <laughs> maybe he's just jealous,
1: I'm sure that's it
2: i mean we we come rolling in with the the fresh new body and the shiny paint job, and who knows how long the two of them have been in that exeter,
1: yeah, cool I think um. Speaking of which, why don't we uh, why don't we start start running the diagnostic sequence? Let's uh, let's show them right. what I can do.
2: Come inside me, and let's see what we can get done. <laughs> oh, climb inside me!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Zephyr corrects themselves, and I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm not sure that counts as a fraternizing on duty just because I can't pin down which one it would go to. I might actually change the wording on some of the fraternizing on duty moves Mm. in the future, though. Um, Because I definitely feel like maybe you should get a plus one to emotion or possibly a plus one to technical. But, um, like, forward. Yeah. It definitely doesn't fall into either one as written. So I think I'm going to rewrite that move in the future. And I'm going to give you... Do you feel like that that scene was more about your emotions or more about like your mech's paint job and performance?
1: Uh probably my emotions, actually, because we sure. were I was talking about how my uh my new mentor isn't quite what I was hoping he'd be.
0: Yeah, sure. So I'm gonna give you a plus one forward to your next emotion check. Alright. Uh, and I will yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this and put a comment in for myself. Rewrite. Be more um and uh cool, so I think now we're gonna go on mission uh, I'm envisioning maybe a a patrol mission, possibly, or what do you guys think might be fun?
2: I was thinking it would be something simple for you know their first time
0: sure, I think Tested they them. I think maybe uh maybe an advanced recon.
2: Yeah, something like that, like a patrol or a recon. It's like something a patro- where there's not much enemies expected.
0: Sure. So you're not in your mechs, enemies. and then and then you get an and then you both get alerts from tactical, um, and a a AI comes on, um, an AI interpreter comes on and says, uh, "You have both been tasked to perform a routine reconnaissance mission. We're sending you into the forest." Uh, to check for enemy positions I believe that they have been advancing uh, you're cu- you, will cu- you are currently assigned To the McDuff faction um, So please check for <laughs> please, check to Oscar- please check for Oscario IFFs And make sure that you do not engage With McDuff forces
2: uh, I love that they have to remind us Who we're working for today Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I think possibly in this theater your company is aligned with Mcduff the whole way. It's just that the, if you were in the if you were in the Alps for example, in the Alps your company is tasked to Oscar. Right. Um so like in different theaters you've been hired by the different branches. It's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um so now we get to use the suit up move.
2: Oh, I did not see that. One. Uh
0: it's right down the bottom. Suit up. When the team prepare to go out on mission, Tactical will tell you your preparedness. Your preparedness is one. Uh, Roll plus preparedness once for the whole team, uh, and each choose for yourselves. Who is going to roll for the team?
1: Um, Why don't Um, you do
0: it, All Alright. So 2d6 plus one.
2: One, I'm just just the rookie here. Oh, that's a five. That's good. And that's a six, so twelve.
0: Nice. On a ten plus... uh, choose three. So you each choose for yourself. Um, Now, uh, unfortunately, because this is your first mission, a bunch of these aren't actually useful, so you'll probably only end up picking one. Uh, So the options are reload or change loadout, uh, clear mech harm and conditions, clear pilot harm and conditions, and then the last one is clear weapon conditions and take plus one forward with your weapons. So there'll be a plus one forward to your next attack with your weapon.
2: Yeah, well, I'll I'll take that one and
0: Ryan, yep. what are you going to choose?
1: <laughs> um, I think I'm going to clear all my pilot's arm because...
2: Oh, good,
0: yeah, good. Clear all that pilot arm. Uh, you can pick three. So <laughs> clear pilot arm, change your loadout, and uh, clear weapon conditions.
2: Can I take clear weapon conditions three times?
0: <laughs> uh, no, because you yeah. still only get a plus one. <laughs> oh. Um, cool.
2: Well, I... I- Clean the hell out of my shotgun. Clean the
0: hell out of that shotgun. It
2: is. It is almost looking new.
0: (laughs) Cool. Um, Yeah, and then I think we see. Yeah, we see. We cut to like a wide shot of your mech's like sealing up and then standing up picking up their weapons, and they walk down the road, and then break off the road into the trees, and then uh, after a few, uh, maybe like an hour or so of walking, you start to enter the AO. Yeah.
2: I I feel like Alistair has like a big O kind of opening, where he jumps in and has to flick a bunch of switches to turn his mech on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, indeed, definitely. Yeah, actually, it might be worth describing what what, what launching your mech looks like. So, yeah, you're like flicking all these switches and you like grabbing joysticks
2: yeah there's you know there's uh there's like foot pedals and like these arm things that his arms go into and he has to flick all these switches to bring on the different systems as the the canopy closes and like Titanfall it just sort of fills with like a big screen so you can see what's going on yeah,
0: in uh, *In Iron Blooded Orphans*, the pilots actually have on the on the gun on Gundam Barbatos has a direct retinal projection. Oh, <laughs> it projects the outside world I- into his eye using a laser that is like on the on the dashboard, I guess. Damn, uh, which is also, I think, how the ship piloting works in Outlaw Star*.
2: Exeter definitely does not have that.
0: Does not have direct retinal protection. You've got you've got like monitors. it like you've got like
2: basically fancy VR goggles.
0: Oh VR goggles. Nice, nice. The Tierran Toutsy has that. Oh not the Toutsi, the other one. The Tieran in double Uh cool. And what does booting up the EyeBright look like?
1: Um, I feel like uh, we can see the we can see the cockpit start to seal. Um, it's it's all hands free, so we're um, Alistair is flipping switches and and toggling things and turning knobs and you know fiddling with a joystick. Um, Tess just kind of like um, leans back in the chair um, and we see her we see her close her eyes um, and then uh, if it were a movie it would cut to Eyebright's um, uh, face uh, and it starts uh, its its eyes start to glow like it it. Yeah. Um, it fades up, so she's she's kind of like removing herself from her body and transitioning to be the mech.
0: I have a question: How much confidence do the designers of this mech have in the uh, in your wireless control system, or rather, your hands free control system? Are there no switches or dials in the cockpit at all? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Or is it maybe- just minimal?
1: I think maybe it's minimal like if i'm uh if if the uh control is is that far disrupted since it's like plugged into my brain, I think they figure um I might as well ditch if it's if it's that bad off yeah.
0: they've got they've probably got the physic the physical controls in there so that when like deck crew have to move your mech they don't have to get you down here to pilot it right right um cool uh so uh yeah, nice. Your mech's boot up and you head on out, and then we cut to um, the 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 battlefield. Or, well, I say the battlefield, the area of operations, um, and um, it's alpine. There's a bit of a slope, um, and at the bottom of this of this slope, there is a. Um, there appears to be a disruption in the soil. It extends for a while. It's not quite clear from where you are whether it's a whether it's a crevasse or or if it's like a tear from battle, like something has been done to the ground. You can't quite tell from here. it's not on your maps, but this section of the mountain is not thoroughly mapped. so it's unclear what it is. Um, it's definitely though a gouge into the earth. How deep it goes though, and how wide it is, is hard to tell from back here.
1: Um, sir, do you want me to fire up the jets and and take a look? Should we?
2: How quiet are your jets?
0: Not.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> the jets. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, geez, then again, we're well. also in mechs, like stomping through a forest, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, like okay. you probably
0: had to push trees out of the way. <laughs>
2: Yeah, sure. Hop up there and see what we're dealing with. Alright, um, so, so in that case...
0: Yeah, what does it look like when you launch from the ground?
1: Um, I bright, I bright salutes, and um, she... I'm trying to think of where her jets would be mounted. Uh, I mean you probably have
0: little jets all over your body.
1: Right. And then like a
0: large and then a large flight system. Like I think you have small jets because the flight system allows you to fly and maneuver in space as well.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, in that case in that in that case there's like a, a pretty massive turbine in um Eyebrite's back that begins to spin up um and uh, little maneuvering thrusters also also begin to fire, um, and the the entire mech like slowly but gracefully lifts off the ground, um, and then quicker than you think that something that big should move uh, maneuvers down into the crevasse, and
0: uh, yeah. So the crevasse is just wide enough for you to fit in. Um yeah, but you know, flying this mech is no no problem for you. A lesser pilot definitely would have crashed already. Yeah. You manage to dodge the trees and then you swoop down into that crevasse. It's just wide enough for your mech to fit in, and it gets wider at the bottom, and there's actually a stream through here, and you can see an opening um pretty far away. It's actually pretty straight crevasse. You can't quite see out of that opening um unobstructed, but you can see light uh coming from it. It's maybe a I think it's probably like a kilometer away from you. Um so like down the road would be a more abstracted way of saying that.
1: Okay. Um well I, I'm I'm exploring so I'm gonna check with uh Zephyr to make sure they're streaming my telemetry over to um over to Alistair, and uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll uh, press on down. I'll follow follow
0: the stream toward the light. See where it sure. leads. And, and what is what is what is the exeter doing? While uh, this
2: is happening? So we're like on the 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 lip yeah. of this crevasse or what of the canyon, mm-hmm. um, and waiting to, to see what the report is.
0: Yeah, you see you see the eye down below. Start walking um, east.
2: How's it looking down there, kid?
1: All quiet down here, sir. No, of, no sign of enemy combatants. Um, looks Just like as the, you say
0: no sign of enemy combatants, you notice um, you notice tool marks on part of this wall?
1: I would uh, scratch that last. Um, you, are you seeing this? I I will uh, direct my mech's attention to it and uh, examine it more closely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um,
2: I'm seeing it.
0: You're not quite sure what it is, uh, just from first glance. No one is, but if anybody wants to try and work out what it is, tell me how you will.
2: Um, so it's like scratches in the stone, essentially.
0: It's definitely tool marks, but yes, scratches in the stone, definitely made by like a mach- by like a pick or or like a blade or something.
1: Okay. Um, I guess I'll I'll examine the scratch marks like. Does it look like they were excavating here? Does it look like they were trying to install something in the stone? Does it look like there was like some kind of a, a platform or a, you know a structure that was here that was removed? Like
0: yeah, sure. So that would be a uh, I know that machine roll. Um, so roll two d six plus technical. That's the thing that I'm good at. Uh, that is a nine. Nice. On a seven to nine, your answer is hearsay. Um, you can't be sh- for sure what it is. Um, it might be either somebody was... Maybe somebody was trying to m- dig a cave or something into here, like a like a lean-to into the stone, but their tool wasn't hard enough to cut the stone. Um, could be somebody was trying to take... Uh, Like geological samples. Maybe somebody was trying to drill into the stone here and plant like explosives for an ambush, but like they definitely didn't get far if they did that because they barely made marks in the stone. Um, Could be. They look like tool marks, but also like you know that some animals sharpen their tusks on stone, so it'd be weird if they were if they were that because they shouldn't look like tool marks then.
2: Yeah. um... And this is like the bottom of a ravine?
0: Yes, that opens up a bit far away. Yeah, I'd say a ravine. It's pretty narrow.
2: Is there any any other way down there or like would you have to like climb down the side?
0: You could climb down the side or you could follow it to its opening point which has been indicated to you is nearby by... Oh, okay,
2: so it does, okay.
0: Yeah, it's
1: about Uh, a... I'm going to start heading towards that
2: opening, kid. All right, yeah, so I'm... uh, Ex- uh Exeter starts heading towards that opening.
0: Yeah, so as you get to yeah. the opening... I assume Eyebright continues as well? Yeah,
1: we're going to rendezvous.
0: Yeah, so as the Eyebright continues walking down the canyon and the Exeter walks along the lip, uh, or the, the ravine, you get to... Um, the Exeter gets to a bit where the mountain seems to have slopped off. Like, the, this whole section of the mountain is just... Separated and slid further down. It probably happened quite a while ago, but you because you see like grass and saplings on the hill slope near where the mountain has disappeared. Okay, Um, and you see the opening to the canyon, Um, and then further down through this bit of saplings and such that is almost kind of a clearing. You can see um, a a river further down, and the river had. Actually, you see it kind of snake up the mountain ahead of you, so cl- that you think maybe that river used to go near the top of this ravine, and then erosion caused it to change its direction, um, no. or maybe a battle happened here that caused it to change its direction. Unclear, but yeah, the river that used to come across here is n- now cuts down the mountain and continues on lower down the mountain. Gotcha. Uh, but you're still sort of on the hillside. And as you come out of the opening, um, eyebright, you see a similar scene, um, except you've just come out of the opening... You've come out of the side of a mountain, and it's like there should be more mountain here, but it's gone. <laughs> um, and there's a hill instead.
1: Um, hmm. It looks to me like somebody blasted this away, or, like, did somebody...
0: Um, I be. definitely think it is so large as to suggest erosion. Okay, gotcha.
1: So there was just a rock slide?
0: Um, more like a landslide, because it would have been soil and stuff. That's okay. not a very rocky mountain. Gotcha.
2: gotcha. Uh, hopefully no one was at the bottom, but there's trees and stuff up here, so happened a while ago at least. Uh, an exeter starts making its way down the, the slide, the slope.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, Eyebrite will also follow. Uh, should we, should we check it out? Uh, looked like there were signs of something back in that, uh, ravine.
2: Did you see any people?
1: Just the tool marks.
2: Well, then they're not in there now. Uh, no, we should keep patrolling.
0: Alright. Cool. So, so you yeah, head um, down towards the river? Is that what you, where you said you were going? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Sure. Uh, I'm just making some notes for myself, if I can. Um, where is the other thing that I needed to write down? Um, yeah, I think at the bottom of the mountain you find. Um, yeah, you find that river, and it's it's pretty clear to you that it is a new stream. Like you can see that the soil's been washed away. the The rocks that are in the soil bed are not uh, in the riverbed are not. That rounded, so maybe this happened like a season or two ago. Um uh and uh and you see uh some fish and stuff, but yeah, here you are at the edge of a river. Alright. Um
2: uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around to see if there's any any structures that have been built around here or if Regan can detect any radio signals or anything like that.
0: Uh sure. Uh give me one second. Um, I think that actually might be out. I, I know that machine. Check, but yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that's how I know that machine. So yeah, okay. read read with technical. Yep. Um.
2: That's cocked. Doesn't really matter. I got a two.
0: <laughs> like overall.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna die. Oh.
0: All right. Double um, duck. Yeah. You don't notice anything. <laughs> Nothing stands out to you. Um,
2: it's really quiet out here.
0: Um. Uh, and then all of a sudden, your radio's cut off.
2: Like between each other.
0: Yeah, you notice that you're you notice that you're getting weak signal from each other, and you're standing super close.
2: Damn it, Regan! We're being jammed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, um, can still, you can still hear Regan because that's within your machine.
2: I, yeah. yeah
1: okay, um, so, so she says to you, um, I'm working on getting comms back online. I can't tell where the interference is coming from. Um, Watch your partner.
2: Yep. Uh, so uh, Alistair walks Exeter. Uh, so, so we have, like, basically, we have the mountain behind us mm-hmm. and a river in front of us yep. essentially. Uh, and, so Al- and
0: then there's like thick trees everywhere else, like, yeah. other than this clearing that you're standing in.
2: Uh, so Alistair walks the the exeter in front of Eyebright um, and like you know, holds his shield up in a defensive position with his shotgun at mm-hmm. the ready, uh, sort of like moving back and forth, not knowing where knowing the enemy is somewhere, but not knowing where.-hmm
0: And what is the Eyebright doing?
1: Um, I think um, the eyebright there's like a flurry of excitement in the cockpit as um, as Tessa realizes that they've you know somebody has cut off their comms or something is jamming their signals um, and she is she she um, draws her um, she draws the eyebrights laser glaive and uh, activates the blade and 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 um, and redies. Yeah, tries to. She's she's trying to cover the Exeter's uh, six.
0: Cool. Um. so Are you Ready,
2: Tess? Tessa. Uh.
0: By the way, I think that it would makes it would make sense to me that your mechs would have um have uh like speaker megaphone systems. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. So if you want, you can talk to each other. It's just. Everyone else. else will be able to hear you in the combat zone. If like right. whoever else is here, they'll be like, they'll be able, they'll be able to hear what you're saying.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, so because that's uh, probably
0: used for like when a mech has to go into a civilian area to be like, right? Civilians, clear the streets. Yeah, makes sense. Or when you need, when you ask an enemy to surrender. So
2: Alistair turns his on uh, and says, uh, "Keep an eye out, Eyebright. We got to find the source of that jam."
1: Um. I think eye uh, I I gives like the high sign and then does um like the uh, the elaborate hand signal for uh i you know I'll, I'll watch your back
0: mm-hmm um, sure uh excellent, so you're standing you're both sort of standing here looking around these this clearing and becoming increasingly aware of the thick trees uh just beyond your operational zone. Like your operational range because you've got a shotgun and a glaive, um. Uh, I, and both
2: and uh, have SMGs. Yeah, you
0: both also have your mech SMGs, but those are not the weapons you said you had at the ready. Yeah, right. Uh, like you have them on you; they're like strapped to your legs or whatever. But yeah, like you can grab them if you want to. Um, and then I think uh, we see. Um, I think we see a shell uh, impact. A glancing blow against the Exeter. Uh, And so Exeter take one harm. Okay. And then, and then, uh, I think Zephyr and Reagan, well, no, Reagan, sorry, highlights um, a section of the map in your HUD where the shot came from. uh, to, and narrows down where you just got shot from, and you can see that it's over in that clearing, and you can definitely see a mech moving in there. Uh,
2: I, I, so I'm, I'm going to broadcast. Uh, I got eyes on the enemy, uh, and um, mm, are they close enough for a shotgun?
0: I don't think they are.
2: Okay. Um, in that case... Actually,
0: what are the tags on your gun?
2: Uh, close, screech, messy, kinetic, two harm.
0: Okay, I thought you might have added far, so no.
2: No, okay. Um, so Exeter is going to start advancing on them.
0: Cool, do you have your shield at the ready? Are you, like, advancing slowly behind your shield? Yeah. Cool.
2: Methodically.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, and what are you doing, Ibright
1: Um, Ibright is going to follow behind the heavy armor, uh, mm-hmm. with the, um... Maybe maybe we'll switch to the uh, mech SMG since we're since we're going to be fighting at range here.
0: Sure, uh, I think but- your glaive is in your offhand, like it's at the ready, because your glaive does <laughs> yeah. have quick. Um, yeah, and then you pull the SMG as you walk towards the woods. Um, and then I think uh, you see a you get a very distorted. Um for a second, a a comm burst, um, and you see that it is an identification code from another mech uh, scrolls up in both of your um, vision.
2: Is it, uh, MacGuffin?
0: Uh, You see, see, yeah, yeah. is it a MacGuffin? Definitely. (laughs) Uh, You see that it is a garbled and distorted MacDuff uh, IFF signature. Um, It is the, uh, it is the McDuff mech, the intruder.
2: Hmm. Uh, I'm going to broadcast, uh, my... Oh, I can't. My radio's jammed.
0: Yeah, the radio's still jammed, so it you can't tell if it came from the mech you saw, or if it's another code nearby that maybe just managed to get enough power to break through the jamming.
2: Okay, uh... Did we happen? to, I, I guess. Did I get a good enough look at the mech to in the woods to be able to identify? Its you only model? got
0: enough to know that it is a mech.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes open and uh, keep advancing towards it.
0: Sure. And then I think, um, slightly to the left of the position that you're advancing on, you hear the sound of like machines. Shifting, and then we see like a bunch of um a bunch of shots come out of the woods, uh, and they hit the they hit the ground um near uh your back foot Exeter and your front foot Eyebright, and then they sort of strafe up the middle of the space between you two, forcing the two of you apart. Uh, yep. Not by much, but just enough. Okay. Uh, what do you do?
1: Um, uh, you go. Okay. Uh, Eyebright uh, activates its jets and uh, takes off into the air into like a somersault, mm-hmm. uh, launching toward like a little bit further than the uh, the enemy mech or the the possible hostile,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so that we're so that we're flanking.
0: Sure. So you land in the woods um hopefully behind this mech uh, and Exeter do you like turn to face where those shots came from oh yeah yeah sure what do you guys do now
2: uh, do we see what did that shooting
0: you cannot see it you know you you know roughly where it should be and Reagan's narrowed down the spot for you and Zephyrs also narrowed down where it thinks the mech is Um but you don't yet have an outline, which means that it doesn't know the shape of them. Your your AIs don't know the shape of the mech yet, and they don't know its exact position. But they have a they have it narrowed down to within five meters.
2: Okay.
0: Ah, uh, ten feet, I think. Something like that.
2: Uh, I'm going to. Exeter is going to. I'm going to uh, hold the shield up. Uh, uh-huh. and like. Football charged through the trees towards the the where the shots came from,
0: yeah, nice. that sounds like you are trying to deal harm uh yeah, yeah, nice, so it's time for mayhem, <gasps> uh, how
2: good at that maybe. Time for
0: mayhem. Time for mayhem. When you sling hot lead, swing your blade with precision or abandon, or break limbs in order to cripple the enemy's ability to continue the fight, roll plus violence.
2: All right. I have a point in that. That is a 10.
0: Nice. On a 10 plus, pick two from the list. So this is the first move on the move list. Uh, um, so it's for those of you harm, playing at home, the options are deal harm to the pilot, Avoid taking any damage from the enemy. Sunder their weapon. Deal harm to the mech. Uh, take plus one forward. Take plus one forward to the next technical or violence attack directed against this enemy. I really need to reword that one because the way it's written does not work uh, very well. Then the way I just said it is not the way it's written. Um, put them where you want them, uh, and or you could move as one and take plus one synergy. Why does that say synergy? <laughs>
2: Uh, so that the technical or violence plus one is that the next move I make against the them. The next or anyone move, move anyone
0: makes against, against them, against because they're like thrown off.
2: I think I am going to put them where I want them. Nice. And uh, sundering their weapon would that give it a condition, or would that
0: that like, knock mean, it out of there? that means like um make their weapon unusable for at least the next like round. Yeah, alright, so I'm going to so go sunder be, their weapon. it might be like, oh, I shoot their. I, sh- I, I throw a log into their barrel, their bar- <laughs> then it then jammed. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: so I'm thinking I'm going to sunder their weapon and put them where I want them.
0: Excellent. You take one harm. I do? Yeah, because you didn't take. Avoid taking damage from the enemy. Oh, yeah, that makes so, sense. So, as you charge forward, um, shots glance off your shield as you smash through the trees. Reagan narrows down this field of, like, red light and then, like, boom, you see this mech highlighted. Um, You're smashing the trees out of the way. You slam into this mech as the barrel of its, like, mech sniper rifle slams up against the side of uh, of Exeter and it pulls the trigger once before you smash it out of the way with your other hand and you yeah. see its mech sniper rifle go careening smashing through trees uh, as you slam it back. Where exactly do you want them? Uh, and this um, doesn't have to be an exact position. This can be like narratively like I want them to be in a position to be fucked up by by Eyebride.
2: Yeah, basically. So I want them like maybe... I- I'm assuming for a mech Near on a shotgun is probably like twenty or thirty feet because it's yeah, huge.
0: Yeah, uh, so probably close, yeah. Actually, yeah.
2: So probably like twenty feet away from me uh, mm-hmm. in a clearing so that uh Eyebrite has a shot from above. Yeah, uh, and I can also unload on them. So quick question. So what benefit? So the shield gives me plus when, one.
0: Plus one when you defend. So when you when you describe yourself as defending.
2: Okay, I get plus a plus one, one to my roll.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, but it also pr- like it also provides a narrative benefit. Like for example, you slammed through a bunch of trees and you didn't take damage from the trees, right? Um, yeah, it was. I, I anyway. did also uh, lower the narrative harm because you had a shield. They only could gotcha. land one shot on you. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, so like I knock I knock the gun out of its hand and knock it stumbling back. Yeah, uh, and give it an op- give eyebrow. Yeah, it so opening. it's
0: now like pushed into a very small clearing deeper in. In the trees um and eye you see you see the exeter like stop as the as the thing it's charged into uh goes flying back um into the into the clearing um and the jamming drops uh, as you do this and then you see the the iff code for that mcduff mech uh, is coming from this thing. It's like broadcasting this IFF code, and you see it like raise its hand as if to say, "Please stop."
1: Um, all right. In that case, uh, I write, uh, I I transmit. I transmit to it. Um, identify yourself.
0: Uh, uh, please, please. I'm I'm from Clan McDuff. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. We're on the same side. We're on the same side. We've got the same IFFs.
2: Why did you shoot us?
0: I thought you were an enemy. I thought you were the one issuing the jamming code.
2: Um. Wait, you're not jamming us?
0: No, I'm not jamming you. Uh,
2: Is there any way I can tell if they're lying?
0: Divine their soul. Oh, all right. When you try to connect with someone different to you, share their truth, uh, or share their truth. uh, Roll a motion.
2: All right. Uh, I got a plus one. I'm going to times
0: to or know their truth.
2: Ooh, all right. So with my plus one, that gives me a three.
0: Ooh, nice. Uh, look. I mean, you know, they're probably a they're probably some fucking scout from Macduff and they just got lost out here, and they thought you were the enemy.
2: Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Exeter. So basically, like Exeter's facing him. He's got his shield up and the shotgun ready to go, mm-hmm. uh, and he kind of like lowers both of them a little bit.
1: Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, ask Zephyr if they can identify, um, the, the mech that the person is driving, like, uh, what what kind, okay.
0: You want to know what kind of mech and also the, the, if it matches the IFF code?
1: Right, exactly. Is it something that the, that Clan McDuff would be using or is it not their hardware?
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, that is a six. Ooh, nice. Um, look, you notice some parts from it that look like um, Oscario um, gear, but for the most part it's a McDuff mech, so it might just be that they scavenged weapons from the enemy or, or that this thing's been repaired in the field with Oscaro um, mech parts. Especially if it's a scout, it's probably been operating behind enemy lines, pilot and AI on their own. Right.
1: Um, all right, so so in that case, uh uh like lowers lowers its uh smg and and uh you know relaxes its stance um and and walks forward into the clearing um and uh and says um what are you what are you doing out here mcduff
0: uh i've just been i've just been scouting the area uh, i had to i was. We had reason to believe that there was a base out here, uh, or that, or that there might be a possibility of somebody setting up an ambush in this area. So I went to circle around and, and see if they were, see if, uh, see if anything was going on. That's like the same mission briefing that you guys got, by the way.
1: Out of character because we've been failing all these roles. I have a terrible feeling about this, but oh, in yeah. character,
2: in character, I'm like, oh yeah. It's- I mean, yeah, there's a base out here. We have, we got to be on the lookout for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, they Who, they, re-routed, uh, they rerouted me from my previous uh, recon mission to check out this site.
1: Which uh, uh, who's who's commanding you, uh, McDuff? We we uh, we're on patrol with the same orders. Uh,
0: look, I I just take my orders when I get them. You know, it's all war out here. That seems like a very know nothing answer to you, like. <laughs> I give you that one for free. That's like that yeah. those
2: words didn't mean anything. Yeah. You don't know who gave you your orders?
0: Yeah, I got my orders from command. the mech sort of stands up and you see him like dust himself off. Um yeah. Uh it's a, it's an interesting mech actually. It's got um it's got like a, a Mc, it's got a lot of like McDuff um Plating to it, so it's got like an iron, a metal war skirt with like, uh, with with like a tartan pa- painted on it. Okay. Um, and you see, uh, and you see like it's got like sh- pretty heavy m- shoulder pads. Uh, you see that it's got um that you look over at that gun and it's an Oscario um scout rifle, mech scout rifle. Um, there's also like a few little modules and things attached to this this thing um you see like um you see that apart from its it's it's kilt uh it has um the rest of its paint seems to be like alpine camouflage
2: mm-hmm.
0: um which you know not the it's most true. useful and you do notice that it has um uh wheels uh on its feet um mm-hmm. like it still has feet but you can see wheels on it which you identify as acceleration gear yeah
2: so you said uh, the the radio jamming stopped, like when I hit it. Yeah. So if you're not jamming us, then why did it stop as soon as I hit you?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they planted the jammer on me, and I've been chasing a ghost this whole time, which should fucking make me feel like an idiot.
2: Uh, I'm gonna walk over and uh, or Exeter walks over and mm-hmm. picks up his gun.
0: Yeah, you pick up his uh, scout rifle, and as you walk. Into the woods to grab his scout rifle. Um, you turn back, and as you turn back, you see uh, a you see a mech knife in its hand, and it's about to jam it up into Ibright, as Eyebright is like not paying uh, direct attention to this mech. It's about to stab Eyebright. Um,
2: I would like to shoot it.
0: Nice, mate. take do me deal some harm. Use yeah. the mayhem. Uh, time for mayhem. Roll two D two D
2: ten oh, oh, and I've got a plus one from before.
0: Yeah. You forward. do. Because you gave it that plus one forward.
2: God damn it. Uh so seven.
0: Seven? Yeah. On a seven to nine pick one. Uh
2: which one was that again?
0: Uh time for mayhem, it's the top move. I'm, I'm uh, so you can deal maybe. harm, there it is. Put them where you want them. Might <laughs> do uh, Sunder yeah, the deal- weapon again. <laughs> you only get to pick um, one though because you've got seven to nine. Yeah, what do you
2: think, Ryan? Deal harm or sunder their weapon?
1: Um, I would say I would say deal harm.
2: Yeah. uh, So uh, uh, Exeter turns around, holding it, uh, holding the rifle, uh, and just whips up his shotgun, and boom! uh, And so I'm going to deal harm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Great. What's the harm of your mech? To harm. Too harm. Nice.
2: It's also messy. I don't think that would have really applied. Yeah.
0: So. Um, you blast it back. Um, Ryan, take one harm to ex- uh, to Eyebright, as some of the pellets from that mech shotgun hit you, um, and we see all the like half the panels on this on this mech like scatter into the into the forest, and it like falls back, and it like rolls, um, s- throws the knife into its other hand and then you see those wheels on its feet spin up, and it charges forward at the ibright.
1: Um Alright, ibright is uh,
0: bringing, that, bringing that glaive
1: around so that it charges straight into my polearm.
0: Nice. <laughs> uh, time for mayhem. Roll me 2d10. Um,
2: and you got a plus one for this roll. Uh, of our bonus from, from when we loaded out. I mean,
0: I think you mean yes. 2d6,
1: but I... I <laughs>
0: Yes, Uh, sorry.
2: uh, No, you get it because you're special.
1: Um, I also got a seven.
0: Nice. So, um, pick one from the list. Oh
1: God. Um, I am gonna say, um, I'm gonna say that I that I put them where I want them. Nice. Um, so, um, this, uh, Oscaro Mech charges at me. Uh, i i bring my i bring my glaive up um and uh maybe maybe it uh it has to like skid and and um like break its uh break its stride and and maybe it like it it falls forward into into more of a, an uncontrolled skid um than a than a run in order to to dodge my blade uh but it's it's basically um it's basically
0: uh prone now. hmm Nice. Um, also I think I'm gonna collapse the next technical or violence move thing. I'm gonna just, I think I'm gonna just collapse that into the same thing as put you where the where you want them. Okay. And I think that'll make oh, the okay. wording better. Um but I'll do that after this. So yeah, you're taking put them where you want them.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so they're like sprawled on the ground or something? Uh yeah. Yeah, just so like a, as, as they, like, skid past you, sort of just dodging your glaive, their knife, like, scrapes against the Eyebrite's armor, uh, and you take one harm. Right. Uh, and then it, like, eats the dirt. But you have put it where you want it.
2: Now, why'd you do that? And uh, Exeter walk forward and shoots it again.
0: Nice. I don't think that we need to roll for that. I think you just deal your harm. And you just put your shotgun to its armor and blast it and the and you just you just see it go. Are you trying to kill the pilot or the mech um, just the mech cool, so you just blast at it uh, at its like joints, and yeah. this thing is just wrecked and then the and then you see the cockpit blow, and the pilot like puts its hand, put their puts their hands up, and you see somebody in like a sleek Form fitting um, Oscaro uh, s- uh, uniform uh, in- inside this mech as they put their hands up.
2: Uh, Exeter like, crouches down in front of him uh, and turns on the speakers again. So, is this what you guys are doing now? Pretending to be McDuff and going on patrols?
0: Look, man, I'm just doing my job, okay? I got five kids to feed. I'm sure, they're what probably you- going to.
1: They're probably gonna want to interrogate him back at Tactical.
0: Yeah,
2: but then we gotta carry him back.
0: <laughs> you could com- you could contact command and ask them what you want to what they want you to do.
1: Well, our signals are being jammed anymore, so yeah, I'll I'll radio back to Tactical and say that uh we ran across a, an Oscar mech on patrol disguised as a McDuff uh it had the it had the mcduff i f f signal but uh it drew on me and uh we've disarmed its mech and captured the pilot uh please advise
0: uh be advised uh recon team uh we uh we have uh we have scavenger rights uh as part of our contract with uh with mcduff uh so if you wish to take salvage from that mech that is uh you may do that as your leisure, but be known that the prisoner is to be handed over to the Mcduff military for interrogation at their at their leisure uh so you will need to bring that prisoner in alive
1: all right well uh you may have five kids to feed kid, guy, but you're a prisoner of war now, so i would uh
0: Excellent. Shall we make the scavenge move? Uh,
2: no, sure. I didn't see that move.
0: Uh, it's down the bottom. It's one of the special moves. Salvage rights. After battle, oh, ask tactical is. if you have enough time to run reclamation operations. You do. Hey,
2: tactical. Do- oh, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, if the answer is yes, roll plus tactical. On a 10 plus, pick two. On a 7 to 9, pick one. On a miss, pick none. Um, uh, so, you may each do this. Who's going first? Uh, uh, why don't you go First.
2: Alright, my technical is zero. So, this will be good. It won't. I rolled a three.
0: Alright, you pick none. Woo-hoo! Actually, I oh. changed that to on a miss. On a miss, you find something confronting in the wreckage. So I'll get to that. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see what Ryan did. got.
1: Alright, so... Go picking through the mech... I got an eleven.
0: Nice. (laughs) Pick two.
1: All right. One of you shares a positive revelation about the battle you just fought. Plus one to synergy. Uh, One of you would be either the pilot or the AI. Okay. All right. Um, I think I'm gonna go with um, Zephyr. uh, Shares a positive revelation about the battle we just fought, so that our synergy increases. Um, and I'm also going to pick. Uh, we pull access codes, uncover enemy positions, discover weaknesses in their designs, or another leader advantage. Uh, so maybe, maybe uh, we have we have the uh, enemy positions now.
0: Sweet. So I think that that means um, our next mission will be an assault on one of their positions. So I'll write that down. Um, assault intel.
2: Uh, and Zephyr says. Um what is it? A uh, positive revelation about the battle you just fought. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, Tessa, that was so exciting. You were amazing.
1: It was. It was, not it? You were. You were great.
2: The, the way when he when he was coming at you and you you batted him away with the glaive that was, oh wow.
1: I I couldn't have done it without knowing that you were there for me.
2: Well, I, I was just glad to help. We make a good team.
1: We we do. Ding the paint a little, but uh, we got through (laughs) our first mission,
2: partially. That's all right. Paint can be repainted.
0: Nice. Take plus one synergy. So your synergy is now one. Sweet. Nice. Uh, Also, I think on... No. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say on time for mayhem, I think you take a synergy, but no. I think I will change that from move as one take plus one synergy to take plus one synergy when you get a ten. So let's do that. And uh, yeah, if you got a yeah, and that'll be in effect next time. Okay, um, plus one, two, synergy. Um, cool. Um, yeah, nice. So you chose. Yeah, you chose to share a revelation, and what was the other one you picked?
1: Um, uh, the, yeah, intel, the, oh, and the intel. Yeah.
0: Right, right, right. Cool.
1: I pulled their positions out of the yeah nice. uh, computer or whatever
0: cool uh, and yeah so i think as he's pulling the like running the access codes and stealing data from the mech um alistair you see you are looking at the tartan pattern on this mech and you recognize the tartan pattern um and then you turn over the panel as you pick it up and you see um a serial number and Reagan runs the serial number for you. And she says, uh, I'm so sorry, Alistair. Who was it? Um, Ryan, this is somebody that Reagan and Alistair have fought with before, as in on the Macduff side. They'd fought together um, with the mech that these parts were taken from. Um, So if you'd like to take over the role-playing of this from here.
1: Okay. Um, it It was Doug. God damn it! Uh, yeah. my Alistair. my files my files say that uh, he was he was to be rotated out of the sector.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, Alistair turns his his like external mics back on. Where'd you get the Macduff parts for this mech? What? Where did you get the Macduff parts
0: for the mech? I mean, we got them from lots of places. You know, you just take them off the mechs that you take down. Standard salvage reclamation ops.
2: Do I know uh, in character like what the 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 Osakura, Osak- whatever? Oscara. Uh, Oscara. I came
0: up with the name too. Oscaro, oh, take no prisoners.
2: Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Of course,
0: don't they don't. <laughs> yeah. Clan McDuff M- takes prisoners, but they also torture people. So you know, it's not. It's oh, not. The- Oscaro takes no prisoners. Clan McDuff. Takes prisoners and likes to torture them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep it. Neither one of these sides is moral. Is the moral high ground?
2: <laughs> so, also out of character, then, mm-hmm. um, something like the mech shotgun that does two harm to a mech. Yes, is like instant kill on a person, right?
0: For sure.
2: Okay. Um, and the synergy is between the pilot and the AI.
0: Yes, it's how connected you are. I'm thinking I might change that so that it doesn't take you a minus one from your synergy. But for now, it is a minus
2: one to your synergy. No, no, that's fine. I'm just thinking, uh, so um, Exeter uh, stands up because they were kind of like squatting in front of the fall mech.
0: Actually, I am going to change it now. It doesn't give you a minus one to to your synergy. The pilot takes a condition. Oh, okay. Uh, And that condition is going to be... enraged? I was going to say bereaved. Okay. Uh, you and Doug had a strong connection. Um, okay. You fought well together. Um, uh, so make note that you have the bereaved condition.
2: Yes. Um, so yeah, so uh, Alistair sighs as the Exeter stands up. Why? Why'd you have to do that?
0: And what do you do?
2: Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip over the other pieces and see if there's any other serial numbers on them.
0: Yeah, I think you noticed that um, on, the, on the armor that they put onto this Oscaro mech to make it look like a McDuff mech, you see, you spot parts from at least three different mechs. You recognize the, only per- you recognize the serial, or rather, Regan finds the serial numbers for all of them, and you fought with all of them, but Doug was the one that you had the strongest yeah. connection with. The others were good people. Like everybody in this war is good people, but like Yuck. you all do horrible shit.
2: So, uh, Alistair uh, takes those parts of the serial numbers, kind of like dog tags, mm-hmm. um, and because uh, he, he, we we've established you know, he's got like mesh netting all over. So, he just kind of yeah.
0: So you take that you take somewhere. that piece of the tartan, and then you take one of the shoulder pads, and yeah. then you and then you take this uh, you take this like this um, back plate for the hand okay yeah actually no you take you take one of the, you take a a a piece of the face mask of the mech
2: mm. all right guy, get back in your cockpit what get back in your cockpits
0: um I think Eyebright picks this up as as you watch yeah like he's climbing back into the cockpit and I think that's when Eyebright notices it
1: um uh, sir. What's his his mech's disabled? Uh, we're not going to be able to get him back to base in that.
2: Uh, I'll show you a trick. Uh, so once he climbs back in, uh, the exeter like takes the takes the door mm-hmm. and slams it shut, so it kind of jams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it takes a few minutes to just like rip the limbs off the mech, mm-hmm. so it's just. Like the cockpit, I'm assuming the, cock, the cockpit. Yeah, the yeah, door, yeah. So.
0: You're you're turning the cockpit into a prison, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and gives it gives it a few good whacks to you know like dent it so that, so he can't open the door while we're walking, mm-hmm. uh, and then it picks it up. There we go. Now he won't squirm.
0: I fully thought you were gonna murder that guy. Yeah, so did <laughs> I. I thought you were gonna kill him in the cockpit and and stage and stage it as oh sorry, we thought he was well, still alive, uh, but then we opened the cockpit. I was
2: I was thinking of I was thinking of it, and then you gave me the bereaved condition instead, uh, and I decided that Alistair wasn't like he's upset, but he's been at this long enough, so it's it's another one like. Yeah. but like and you he, said everyone does shitty things like it yeah. could just as easily have been him in that cockpit you know yeah. so
0: and then I think we return to base so you guys pulled no salvage out of the mechs in terms of modules and stuff so uh, no extra gear there and now we have the last move of the game and then we'll and then we'll end this session um so the last move of this session is after battle you and your AI debrief run repairs and heal up uh, so roll plus your synergy um, and then pick what you're doing, and then, and then, we'll, narrate, um, then we'll narrate what that looks like. Um, so who would like to go first for We Made It?
2: Uh, you can go first, Ryan. All right, I'll do it.
0: So roll plus synergy.
1: I got a seven.
0: Nice. On a seven to nine, pick one from the list. You can remove one harm from the pilot, remove one harm from your mech, or clear a condition.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to remove one harm from my mech.
0: Nice. Either way, the pilot or AI share a fear, a a memory, or an insight. Take plus one synergy. So who is sharing? Um, I will... Tessa says to Zephyr, I I wasn't
1: sure about Alistair there for a moment. I thought that Exeter was going to wax that guy.
2: So did I. That would be a flagrant violation of the rules of combat.
1: Maybe... Maybe Exeter isn't isn't such a bad partner
2: after all. They did protect you.
1: They did. Um, yeah, that that uh, can
0: yeah. be enough. Well, I guess. No, they protected us. Actually,
1: they, they, was- yeah, they protected us. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess in that case, then, um, yeah, uh, I was I was going to say that uh, maybe um, Ibright opens a channel to Exeter and and you know just says. Uh, uh, you know, we just uh, we just wanted to say, you know, thanks for having
2: our back out there. Of course, we're partners now.
0: Nice. So take plus one synergy, Ryan. Okay. Uh, and then we will switch to the Exeter. So yeah, we, we've returned to base. You're in your you're in your little combat base. Um. So roll me two d six plus your synergy.
2: Oh, uh, that is a six.
0: <laughs> okay. My um, dice
2: either roll well or don't.
0: So. Yeah. On a, so miss, clear anything, on a miss yeah. tick none yep. um but you do still take plus one synergy because you got through a battle together um okay. and either the pilot or the ai shares a fear a memory or an insight uh, the memory by the way doesn't have to be from that battle it can be from in the past so you could like be drawing parallels uh
2: okay uh so, so yeah so uh alistair's gonna share his me- a memory cool um so he, he, you know, we get back to base. He climbs out of the mech, uh, and he tells uh, the. I am assuming there is like other people who come to like handle like reloading stuff and clean yeah, it out. Indeed. And he tells them, uh, you know, he points out the three McDuff things and tells them to make sure they get back to the McDuff people, uh, you know, for the serial numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he walks to the mess uh, and goes to the bar and pours out two drinks.
0: I was going to say, it's there wouldn't eight. be a bar, but then I'm like, this is a fucking mercenary camp. There, there's a bar. Yeah. a bar that probably serves cocaine. <laughs> <A cup laughs> or
2: if, it, if there's no bar, then he goes back to his bunk and there's a bottle. But
0: Yeah, no, I definitely think, be... think there's a bar. It's okay. a mercenary company. There's a fucking bar. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, so he poured, he gets uh, two drinks and he sits down. <sighs> remember, uh, remember the first time we met Doug?
1: I do. He was... Uh... He was just like just like that Tessa over there.
0: Oh. All young and full of
1: <laughs> Yep. Full of enthusiasm.
2: Yeah. He was a good kid.
0: What was your relationship to uh Doug's AI?
2: Are you asking me or Ryan?
0: I'm asking both of you.
2: Oh um, hmm. so, let me, so let me so the AI thing, that's every mech, like that's not just we haven't, we
0: haven't established in, in our setting yet whether all mechs have AIs or whether your mechs have AIs and others do not.
1: I was actually going to ask about that before because we have salvage rights on on that mech. What happens to the AI? Like, if the mech went? is
0: down, then the AI is down. Like, if the mech's destroyed, the AI is gone. Okay, um, it's I not going to say the AI cannot be salvaged after a mech has been totally destroyed. Okay. There's a move. Gonna... There's a move for the AI emergency dumping its core into the into the net, basically. Okay. Um, but uh, I was going to yeah. say,
1: is there is there like a black box or something that we can recover with the consciousness on it, or?
0: I don't. Not the AI's consciousness. Right. And it would have been the Oscario Max AI either way.
2: Yeah. 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 No, I, um... I figured that.
0: It's perfectly fine to say you didn't have much of a relationship with it.
2: Yeah, I feel. I feel like. A pilot wouldn't necessarily have much of a relationship with another pilot's AI. Yeah, just at, least, at least how we've done it so far. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her what's her face? Uh, Reagan might have had a, a, a more of a relationship with uh, with yeah. The, AI. the AIs
2: probably like communicate with each other really quickly to like share tactical data and yeah. battlefield positions and whatnot.
0: Sure. Um. I think somebody walks into the bar and is about to sit on the seat where, um, next to you and then sees the drink there and, like, scooches down the bar.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, whoop, whoop. It's we, probably uh... – it's not another pilot. It's like another grunt, and they see you and they see the drink and realize, oh, hang on, this is a pilot. They're probably on a date with their AI or something.
2: <laughs> sure. Um, that's not why I poured out to- – well – I poured out one no, for Doug. I figured
0: one was for Doug, but yeah. 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 It's um, either either the pilots on a date with their AI or that's a drink for a dead person. Either way, I'm not sitting next to them yeah. and starting up a chat. Either
2: way, not taking that seat. This is
0: not the appropriate time <laughs> to ask Alistair if he will take me on as a, an apprentice. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh so Alistair uh sighs. We uh we have to make sure that doesn't happen to Tessa either. She's a good one.
1: It seems so.
2: A little, uh, a little cocksure. Probably a little too eager to jump into trouble and a little too by the book, but that could all be beaten out of her.
1: Don't worry, we'll we'll watch her. And, well, I, I, I can't say that uh, I approve of you having a drink, but under the circumstances I understand.
0: And is that the same?
2: Uh... I was I was I was going to say, uh, do you want one?
0: I could use one.
2: Uh, so he, uh, Alicia uses his watch to download uh, uh, whatever. What? Uh, so find... what is Regan's drink? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, what is Regan's
0: drink? She's
1: just trying different uh, different foods and stuff, and she has. I think I'll try absinthe.
0: Yeah, you boot up <laughs> the absinthe <laughs> protocol.
2: Okay. I make sure to add the SugarCube uh, DLC. Yeah,
0: <laughs> damn
1: SugarCube DLC. <laughs> <laughs> That's a surcharge.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, did you mark the plus one synergy for? I did. That? Yes. Cool. Excellent. And that is our first session. Uh, so we'll play again next week. Uh, we'll organise the date for that in the uh, in our private email chat that we've got going for this, and I'll try and type up the notes and everything for you by. Um. By uh, I'll try and do that on Monday, um, Monday your time, um. But uh, yeah, what did you guys think? Did you enjoy it so far?
1: Yeah,
2: I like it. Yes,
1: it was a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, I like it's the. A, it's uh, a cool idea. I, I like the the total dissonance between like the um the close bond relationships that the pilots have with their AIs and yeah. you know the the war torn like profiteering setting that we've established. It's very much like, you know, we're all trying to hang on to our humanity in this horrible bullshit. And...
0: Yeah, so the pilots, the pilot death move has a line that I quite enjoy, uh, which we haven't seen yet, and maybe we won't see it. But uh, And also, there'll be an opportunity to heal at the beginning of the next session, because when you use the suit-up move again, you'll be able to clear conditions and stuff. Um, but the the mech, the the pilot death move, I'll go first, is when your pilot must take one more harm but can't roll, just roll. On a 10 plus, they are reminded what they are fighting for. Sorry, you are reminded what you are fighting for. Clear one harm and continue. On the 7 to 9, tactical will tell you what you must sacrifice to survive. On a miss, you're dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah the, remind them what they're fighting for, and then it's like, fuck, I can't die here. <laughs> I can't die in this place. Yeah, I like what that. A, what about all the children in the orphanage? Whatever it is you're fighting for.
2: Where'd you get the title of that one from? I'll go first.
0: Um, that happens a lot in Iron-Blooded Orphans where somebody's like dying and they, they're like, I'll go first. But it also happens in lots of stuff where it's like, oh, I'll I'll go on ahead. Like I'll mm. go to the gates of hell and and make sure Roger that we'll be okay. fine as I wait for you. And then the mech the mech one is called I Know Why You Cry. I Know Now Why You Cry. Terminator, yeah. Because yeah, I like Terminator. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think no, we'll leave it there. Really uh, did anybody want to do any shout-outs or anything? Or say anything? Um,
2: if anyone's um, we... watching, we're probably going to be doing a Patreon live stream next Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and we don't know when that will come out in relation to when this is released. But if you're watching the live stream of our show next Wednesday, U.S. East Coast time.
2: Yes, if you're watching this later, then sorry.
0: Yeah, indeed. We'll be be playing second edition Eclipse Phase. Oh, nice. Second edition Eclipse Phase. Cool. I forgot to play that recently, actually. Is it good? It's all right. I don't mind it. Um, no, I like I it a lot more having played it than I did when I first read about the second edition changes. There are a lot of them where I'm like, I get why you did this, but also, why yeah. did you do this? <laughs> um, things to do with initiative, because I just generally don't like initiative in games. As you can see, there's no addition of mechanic in my game. There's not. Um, yeah, cool. Um, fantastic. So, yeah, please check out Ragnarok. Um, they're another oh, yeah, play
2: do that too.
0: They're another actual play podcast. Uh, their stuff tends to have a lot... Uh, they tend to do a lot of lighter in-tone games, but they do do some serious games as well. Um, Well, they, they, their episodes tend to be lighter in-tone. They obviously play fucking horror games like Eclipse yeah. Phase and Delta Greed and stuff.
1: Well, that was that Eclipse Phase game where we had a sleepover.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm um, pretty sure there was more than one of those. Uh,
0: but yeah, they do some wonderful work. I really love their fiasco scenarios, so please check out their finas- f- fiasco games. Oh, um. You. And uh, thank you for uh, for listening to us. Uh, and I hope that you would come back for the uh, f- future episodes of Live, Love, Die. Please check out the other Powered by the Apocalypse games we've played. Um, I would uh, highly recommend that you check out our Night Witches game, um, which, uh, which is just a fantastic game in general uh, and has an all-female cast for that episode. Uh, or an all-lady cast, at the very least. Um, uh, other than that... Um, Please let us know what you thought of this game and what you thought of my RPG, Live, Love, Die. This is the first time we've. Well, it's not the first time we've played one of my. It's the first time we've played one of a, a tabletop RPG that I've written. We did play a LARP of mine uh, on the stream on the on the show once before. Uh, so let us know what you thought of it and let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, but other than that, farewell from the past. I'm Ray.